rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Hey, what's going on with me today? I can't get my technical ducks in a row. Hi, everyone. My name is Tara Devlin. Yeah, what are you going to do? This is what I look like. I know. <sighs> Tell me about it. Um, yeah, we meet here usually on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And then we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices. What the hell? Francis. Francis just took off. Um, yeah, or anytime on the Progressive Voices app. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Please give the show a good review on iTunes. That helps us grow. And become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. This is unapologetic liberal talk. And that doesn't mean that this is the DNC party, okay? This ain't, the, this ain't your mama's Democratic Party. It ain't, well, I don't know. It ain't FDR's Democratic Party, that's for sure. And... Yeah, we're about, we're, we're liberals, meaning we're normal. You don't necessarily have to be a Democrat, but you should, well, I mean, if you want, you, you could hang out and learn something if you're not a Democrat or you're not a normal person, which is meaning if you're a conservative or a Republican. So hang out if you can, if you can stand it, and that would that would be nice. Maybe you can learn something. But I'm in, a, I'm in a pissed off mood, as I usually am. I mean, what the hell? I've been pissed off since Zygote, so what else is new? Ugh. It's, it's really unbelievable. Um, yesterday, of course, we found out that the New York Board of Elections is canceling the Democratic primary. They took Bernie off the ballot, even though Bernie suspended his campaign the intention is to gather delegates to F and do something and influence the shitty Democratic Party platform, the corporatists, into maybe being a party that can win again, like FDR's Democratic Party. Not this monstrosity, this corporate monster that's blown up by corporate money. It walks around like a fucking Frankenstein, trying to be all things to all people, pieced together. It's got some progressive parts. It has some neoliberal parts. It has some conservative parts. It has, it's a monstrosity because it's trying to be everything. But it, what it's not trying to be 100% is the party of the people. The party of the people doesn't cancel an effing election. We had a goddamn election. We've had this is what we keep hearing, right? We've always had elections. Are you going to cancel? What if Trump cancels election? What will they do? Yeah, it's always the outrage always seems to tend one way. That's the thing that annoys me about some people who can, who claim to be democratic. You know, if you're a Democrat, if you're a liberal, if you're a progressive, a normal person, then it doesn't mean that one party is 100% wrong. I mean, well, that's different. Well, let me frame it this way. This doesn't mean that you're always right. 
right? That's the nature of being a human. But as far as Republicans are concerned, they're pretty much always wrong. I can't think of one. Somebody can help me, perhaps. Think of a think of a policy that the Republicans have ever enacted, have ever pushed forward that helps the working people of this country. I'll wait. I've been waiting, I don't know, maybe my entire life to hear the answer to this question, but so but to them, you see, I put it that way because in my, from the way I look at things, if you're not working for the working people, then you're not working for the United States. You're not working for a, a democratic society. But the Republicans aren't working for a democratic society. You see, they are doing it deliberately. That's what they want. So for them, they're doing it correctly dismantling the kind the very system that the founders fought a revolution to entrust to us that's the point of conservatism so anyway and i've been asking forever since as long as i can remember somebody help me help me out here show me something that the republicans have done that help average people you know, after 1865, let's try to keep it in the in the last century at least. I know we're in, we're almost a quarter way through the new century, so I'm giving you I'm giving you a whole century, something in the 20th century that they've done. I mean, if you can't figure it out in the 20th, find me in the 21st. Give me something, but they can't. They don't have it. That's the point. I've whatever it's it's a useless battle with them and the democratic party now this is where i get to be i get criticized or whatever who gives a shit i'm not here to whatever i'm just i just calls it likes i sees it but you can't be all uh, aghast when let's say um mitch mcconnell or whatever dirty tricks Republicans poll and get all outraged about voter suppression on the Republican side, but say nothing when Democrats do it. The Democratic Party elite. Now, who are these goddamn board of electors in New York that two people out of the millions of Americans who were hoping to vote for Bernie in the primary here in New York, and I was one of them. How dare these scums decide that they're going to take his name off the ballot after the unprecedented campaign that Bernie ran of entirely funded by the American people, not a single dollar from the filthy, disgusting corporations that ride the rest of the, the, the Democratic Party mercilessly to the bank and, the, and us. Then, no, no, it's not that they're not, they're riding us to the bank. What am, I th- what am I saying? So they should have some respect. So when the, during, let's say, for instance, okay, back in the 2000s when Bush v. Gore was going on, and I remember talking to a friend of mine who was a Republican, 
believe it or not, a gay Republican. She still is. She's really kind of annoying, frankly, and stupid. So what do you want? Selfish, too. I don't. I doubt she's listening to the show. And if this is, if you are listening, maybe get a clue. Okay, I'm sick of it. So, um, I was during Bush v. Gore when all this shit was going on with the goddamn Republican dirty tricks, trying to suppress the vote in Florida, trying to stop the vote count, stop people from. The the right that their relatives, trust me, not the Republican relatives, may, or maybe a few in there, but none of the, not any of Twitler's relatives or, you know, I mean, we could go back. None of them died to entrust this vote to us, but these fuckers on the Supreme Court decided that they were going to stop the vote count. And I remember saying to my Republican friend, you should be just as outraged. I don't know why you're outraged. Just because it's seeming, seeming to work out in your favor. You, you like the outcome of the dirty tricks. That doesn't make it okay. If I, and I was saying to them, if I was in your boat, you know, I might be a little bit relieved that my person, the person I, wa- I, I supported, was the winner, quote-unquote, by default, the cheater, the fucking winner of the cheat. Um, but I, my, I would honestly be alarmed that that's not how it's supposed to work. I thought we were supposed to, you know, fair fight. Where's Stacey Abrams? That's what I want to know. She's got this organization fair fight where the fuck is she is that okay you know because as far as i know so far joe biden is not the nominee yet it's sort of a foregone conclusion but i guess we don't have the fucking time or the wherewithal or or to to give up um you know to inconvenience ourselves because the fact is they were saying, oh, it's the coronavirus that's making it so uh, we have to do this to, to, for public safety. But they're having other elections that day, okay? They're just taking Bernie's name off the ballot. Now, Cuomo said that we could vote by mail here in New York. But why is it okay to have all these other elections there's other primaries going on that day there's other elections going on that day but they have decided to take bernie's name off the ballot for some reason because that name having bernie's name off the ballot is uh you know that's will make us all safe from the coronavirus except then there's others, other names on the ballot, and, you're, and it's all vote by mail. So we could figure out how to do it during a, a civil war, but I don't see how having Bernie's name on the ballot, I mean, hello, of course, I was, I'm not, I was born on a fucking Wednesday, but it wasn't last Wednesday, you know what I mean? I understand what's going on here. This is voter suppression this is a the elite and cuomo is part of the problem like i was saying i live here in new york he is not a progressive that's why him and de blasio are always going at it because 
Cuomo is not his father. He thinks he's riding his father's coattails, that's for sure. But he is a Republican but for all intents and purposes. He is a New York Republican. Uh, yeah, that's how they have to be here. They're all, you know, supposedly pro-choice, pro a woman's privacy, which is really what it is. It's not choice. It's fucking, I hate that whole framing. But they, you know, he's for gays now. You know what I mean? Like Hillary, back when she was a senator, she was like, oh, I believe that a marriage is a sacred right, right between a man and a woman and his intern. You know what I mean? So now she, she's evolved, which pisses me off. Oh, yeah, Bernie, has, he never evolved. He's always been the same. What's right is right. What's, on, what's human is human. You know what's right, and so did they. They knew what was right back then. So if you want, you want to vomit... I don't want to go into Hillary, you know, but it, I know I have one of the videos of her when she was a senator and Chris Matthews asking her what she thinks about gay marriage. If she's, she's, let me see if I can fucking find this because I want to, if I have to get it out of my stomach, so do you. Let's see. Hillary, let's see if I can find it. Hillary, oh, please don't freeze. Oh, Please don't freeze. Computer. Chris Matthews. Oh, wait, that's another one. What's the difference between a Democrat and a socialist? Great. I Francis Jr. Jr. Is, has just taken a poop. Right in the beginning of the show. I can smell it from here. Mm, let me see. I hope I have it. Wait, hold on. Hillary. Hmm. Gay. Let's see if I, Hillary Gay comes up. I have a lot of movies. Maybe I don't have it anymore. Clinton, maybe? This is why I need you to become a patron. Hmm. You know what I mean? Because then I could say, get that goddamn clip of Hillary Clinton and Chris Matthews and Chris Ma Matthews asking her, do you believe the, that marriage uh, in gay marriage or whatever? And oh, here we go. Oh, no, no, that's not it. And she says, I believe. And, and she said, no, he said, do you believe in gay marriage or whatever, and she's, she very solidly and succinctly, quickly, no, fucking shitting grin on her face, she really was standing for what was right, you see, she was, she was standing her ground, as if she really gave a shit, she didn't care, it's just that it was politically palatable that way, and she was probably thinking about running for president, and instead of, you know, that's something that you got to throw. You got to throw the gays to the, to the wolves. Not, you, you don't throw Goldman Sachs to the wolves. You throw the LGBT community to the wolves. You know what I mean? Because that's, you know, you got to play to your fucking, uh, you got to, you got to fit, pay to pick a couple of 
voters over here. You got to be this the to, to this section of voters. You got to be all down homey over here. You got to pretend to be a rootin' tootin' cowgirl over there. You know what I mean? It's you can't be yourself. Not like Bernie, who's been like, yeah, take it or leave it. That's why he wins. That's why he has run in an unprecedented campaign where people on the left and the right support him, and he is the most trusted politician and the most liked politician in America. And even all his enemies, those who disagree vehemently with what he believes in, which is democracy. What does he believe in? It is a country that works for more than just the 1%. A one, one that leaves no one behind. An FDR, New Deal Democrat. You know, from the style of Democrats who actually won elections. <clears throat> I can't find this video. I might have thrown it out. When I was trying to make room. Let's see. Let's see. No, it ain't in here. It ain't in here. Unless I spelt it wrong. But anyway, I described it anyway. So it doesn't matter. But here's another one. Let's see. As far as what I was talking about with Chris Matthews when when he asked her, what's the difference between a Democrat and a socialist? I want to try to help you uh, for this audience tonight, our audience, (laughs) locate yourself politically in this country. Now, we have Trump out there and we have Bernie out here. Now, Bernie calls himself a socialist. Nobody uses a derogatory term anymore. He loves to have that label. He's never ran as a Democrat. He runs against Democrats up there in Vermont. You're a Democrat. I'd say you're a pretty typical Democrat uh, in the traditional Democratic Party. And uh, what does that mean? That's why I keep asking. What's that mean? Just like I asked Republicans, what does it mean? What is Republican? What does a fucking Republican mean? Guns. I don't know. I like guns and I, 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 I don't what? I like uh, not having health care? Or I like being, I like imagining myself a temporarily embarrassed millionaire rather than a member of this fucking working ass class that's been kicked on and kicked down for the last, for my entire goddamn life. Fried arrested him and scooped, and not even scoop. I'd say, Ron Dale, you're somewhere in there. Shut um, up. I'm so glad he's gone. Listen to him. Yeah, he's like worse than James Carville. Oh, my God. These are the people that have helped wreck this goddamn middle class. You understand? These are the mother effers, the corporate media mother effers, who have given us the least upwardly mobile with the widest income gap of all Western nations, they helped us. This guy, Chris Matthews, and this lady over here where he's talking Democrat. with. Uh, in the traditional Democratic Party. Fucking and uh, Humphrey arrested him and scooped. Uh, not even scoop. I'd say, Ron Dale, you're somewhere Shut in there. The fuck uh, up. What's the difference between a socialist and a Democrat? Well, is that have, a question you want to answer, or would you rather not? Play, well, play. you know, I, you'd have to ask. Well, see, I'm asking have, you. Yeah, You're well, a Democrat. Exactly. He's a socialist. Do you, would you like somebody to call you a socialist? I wouldn't like somebody calling well, me a socialist. But, but Why? I'm, I'm Why? not one. Okay. Uh, well, mean, what the fuck does it mean? Nobody can say because they're full of shit. That's why I want to know what is a Democrat. Somebody, like I asked the Republicans, I'm a real Democrat. Joe Biden says, "Tell me what the hell does that mean." 
I'm not one. No, honey, that's not how you define something. You don't define it by what it is not. Tell me what you are. She's not. Well, well, well let me see. Which way is the wind blowing? Oh, who am I talking to? What crowd? Am I talking to young progressives or am I talking to old motherfuckers? Am I talking to people with darker pigment or am I talking to um, the working uh, whatever the fuckers in the in the Fucksville, New York, USA? The socialist. Do you, would you like somebody to call you a socialist? I wouldn't like somebody calling me a socialist. But I wouldn't like somebody calling me a socialist. Fuck you. Nobody's going to call you a socialist. In fact, they're not going to call you anymore. You sh this is why. Honestly, guys, do you see where we live? And I'm here asking, please become a patron. Please become a patron. It's like a fucking parrot, I feel like. And this is what we're up against. They don't have to ask for patrons. This, I'm pissed. No wonder everything is upside goddamn down world here. I'm a socialist. Oh, you're a socialist? I wouldn't like somebody calling me a socialist. Well, what the fuck is a socialist? Matthews? I wouldn't like somebody calling me a socialist. Yeah, you wouldn't like anybody ever confusing you with somebody who gives a shit about anybody else. I don't want anybody calling me a socialist. I'm a good old American. I don't give a shit about anybody but myself. You see? Up here in the ivory tower. Here, take your trickle. As I unzip my pants, let me give you some of my trickle. You fuckers. I'm not one. Okay, I well, mean, what's I'm, the difference between a socialist one. and a Democrat? Last well, question. I'm not one. Well, what the fuck are you? It doesn't matter. I mean, I didn't really feel like... I, w I didn't plan on going back and running this and having a conniption, but... Ooh, excuse me. That was my coffee talking. Let me tell you what I am. I am a progressive Democrat. I'm a progressive How's Democrat. How's that different than a socialist? You, you know, thank you, Bernie, because if it wasn't for Bernie, she wouldn't have even added the progressive. We know that. Thank you, Bernie. That's how much we have pushed these motherfuckers. But they're pushing back, and they have the power. And how much longer are we going to take it? I ask it all the time. How much longer? How much longer? Somebody, the person on the New York Board of, of Electors, elections or whatever, he, they could do that because they can. He's not afraid to do it, you see. And he's saying it's all for the good of the, uh, everyone's safety during the coronavirus. But they're having an election that day. They just took a one name off the fucking ballot. You scums. Th because they don't want, they don't want anything to interrupt their party. And I don't mean the Democratic Party. I mean the fucking party like it's 1999 party. They don't care that the American people are living check to check. And miss two checks and they're on a fucking line at a food bank five miles long. They should be ashamed. She should be ashamed that she presided over that. Her husband and her fucking enablers and her in the Senate. She should be embarrassed. 
Honestly, we should be embarrassed. What pissed me off the most during the 2016 election was when, I think I told you this story, when the HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, who I used to give money to, because I, I give money to different democratic and progressive causes, but not anymore, not to them. Because right when they, when they endorse somebody, you would think that they would have endorsed the person who's been standing with them at the barricades for decades when it was not politically advantageous. But no, 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 no. They said, we're for Hillary. I'm with her. And I said, bye-bye, motherfuckers. Bye. And whenever they tweet, they, they text me on the fucking phone, you got to, oh, it's outrageous today what Trump is up to and what and they want, you know, give me uh, $5 for so we can fight back. Well, guess what? We wouldn't be in this goddamn boat if they listened to us to begin with. Twitler is a product of the neoliberal fascist corporate left right goddamn marriage from hell look at that fucking oh god i'm pissed off wait i mean i'm just looking on my text here for a second see if i can find this hrc and i always write back like i just sometimes i'll write bernie i'll just write bernie <laughs> like fuck you bernie you know Hi, it's Jamie from HRC. Some celebrity friends created a virtual care package to, to help cheer you up in this difficult time. Shut up. I, you know what will help cheer me up? Not living in the least upwardly mobile nation. That would fucking really cheer me up to know that I would have health care, that I don't have to go goddamn bankrupt if I get sick in this shithole nation. In the United States of serfs and lords. That would cheer me up. I would really be cheered up if we weren't run by a bunch of goddamn greed-centered hypocrites who tell us that trickling on us is the best that we can do. Oh, I'm a progressive Democrat. How, what happened when you were in the Senate? And you were telling us that marriage is a sacred fucking bond between a man and a woman. <sighs> The hypocrisy when she knew better. Are you kidding me? You think she really cared? Did she really give a shit about what, who was marrying who? No. It's you, the gay community was that was the uh, the minority group du jour. Now they don't get the same bang for their buck out of it. But trust me, if they did. They would still be evolving about it. We know what's right and what's wrong. They know it. You know it in your heart. You know it. This is why. You want to know why we can't have nice things? This is why. The hypocrisy. Look at her face. I just should keep this on there all day. Why is that doing that? My fucking thing. Everything is breaking down. Can't even have a goddamn picture behind me. To get things done and who believe a progressive who gets things done like what? 
tell you what. Like what? what? Iraq war? What? What did she get done? All I know is that she set the healthcare fight back 20 years. She got that done. She got a lot of shit done there. And they, they got the Telecommunications Act done. That fucked us over. They, they got, you know, uh, NAFTA done. What are you getting done? I am a progressive Democrat. I'm a well, progressive Democrat who likes to get yeah. things done. And well, that's what I want to know. I mean, at least Chris Matthews, I give him some credit for asking that question. What is it? What is it? What is a What's a Democrat? What's the difference? Democrat and a socialist? No, no, no. She's she's whatever the fuck. Okay, whatever. I'm sick of her. I don't want to look at her face. And I'm pissed off about when I saw that yesterday that Bernie was off the ballot. I I can't believe it. It's well, what is wrong with me? Of course I believe it. But they go the low that they go. They uh, never cease to amaze me. And I want to know, where the fuck is Stacey Abrams with her fair fight? You think that's fair? Oh, it's, she, it's uh, everyone, we all know that, de that Biden is going to be the nominee. So uh, it's for everyone's safety. Then why are you having an election at all? Why just take Bernie's name off the ballot? You mother, motherfuckers. And I try not to curse, but I can't. They make it so hard to stick to my own rules. It the blatant, the blatant fucking corruption. This is what happens when the they get into power and they know that we are powerless. They didn't kick us down for 40 years to let it all go to hell for them overnight. They're not going to let us back on our feet anytime soon. They don't like it. We're too goddamn uppity. And my problem is, I want to ask again, how much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? I've been asking that since, honestly, since I was a teenager. I'm like, how much longer is this shit going to happen? At first it was like, how long has this shit been going on? Now it's, how much fucking longer are we going to take it? This is the battle cry of every generation. Since we crawled out of the primordial ooze, how much longer... They sh they should have you know think about I I you I ugh, I can't even talk. I think about the French Revolution, and I think about how the French, the uh, the lords, were tripping over themselves to give shit up. They were so they were so afraid. That's the way we need them. You understand? They were oh, they were outdoing each other in everything they were giving. I give up my my landed estates. I will give up feudal rights. I give up my titles and my titles for my heirs. And they were uh, trying to uh, outdo each other. All of the old things, all the old ways, the disparaging ways that. The working majority was kept down. That they wanted, they saw the writing on the wall. They knew 
that it was that or the chopping block. And I'm not saying we got a chopping block, you know, metaphorically, there's a chopping block. Get them the fuck out of office. Let them go on the front lines, essential workers. Oh, they're so afraid. They're afraid of we might, what? When we're voting for the other people on the ballot in New York, that voting for Bernie might overdo it and all of a sudden we'll touch our faces? These scums, they can't do it. They can't do the corruption. Uh, they gotta. They just do it right out in the open. And then they pretend it's all for our own good. So why, if it's such a danger to vote, then why is there any voting going on that day? Well, we know the answer. They don't want what... The elites do not want, the Democratic Party elites, and that's who we're talking about, they don't want to go to the Democratic Party convention and have the uppity Bernie supporters demanding a seat at the table. And they don't seem to understand, these fuckers, that it's not the Bernie supporters, you scum-sucking tools. It is about saving this country from a fucking neo-feudal fascist corporate state that made Twitler possible to begin with. That's the ideology is nothing but the ideology of, the, of, the, of, of FDR, of a new deal that built the middle class to begin with. You know, when you're always, when you're out there pretending to be the party of the people, when you hearken back, what are you hearkening back to? The time in, in American history called the Great Prosperity that came to us because of New Deal policies, the likes of which Bernie supports. And that's what we're talking about because the young people coming up today, they're not, they're not stupid. They know they've been fucked by the neoliberal corporate feudal bastards, ne- whatever it is, neo-feudal, neo-liberal, it's the same goddamn thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Tell me about it. <sighs> so all I can say is call these mother effers up in the New York goddamn board of elections. Call them up. Send them an email. This is bullshit. It's frankly bullshit. But they're going to get away with it again. If we let them. If we goddamn let them. The entire Democratic Party should be outraged. You understand? This is what outrages me. And what I was saying about my friend who was and is a Republican. You should be outraged when they come in and and stop the vote. She, that's what I was saying to her, you should be outraged about winning like this. If this is how you win, you should be outraged that that's how they win. And if you are a true Democrat, if you really love your country and love democracy and want a functioning society, then you should be outraged about this, not just because, oh, whether you're for Biden or not, 
Biden should be outraged. You wanted you want him to win over some Bernie supporters? Then fucking let Biden step up and say that's bullshit putting it Bernie's name back on the ballot. But you what do you hear? Nothing but crickets. If I mean maybe if he if uh, if it was um I don't know. If it was his good friend Mitch McConnell he wanted to reach out to, he'd, we'd hear soon enough, you know, want to reach across the aisle and get something done. Remember how he wants to get stuff done? He wants to get stuff done with the progressives? Yeah, right. They want us silenced, and therefore, that means we're on the right track. When they fight you, that, that's a sign that you're doing it correctly, you understand? If you were nothing, if you were not effective, if you were, if you were just an annoyance, they wouldn't be fighting us so, so fiercely and vehemently. They wouldn't be like rabid goddamn dogs on a chicken wing trying to stop us. That's because we're doing it right. And they know, it's, I don't know what the fuck they know, but they know that, if we had a system that worked for more than just the 1%, and it's, they, they're in that system too. They get their cushy jobs. They get their speaking fees. They get their punditry to keep the bullshit going, to keep the American people stupid all day. Can we say again, I watched this fucking corporate media. I heard nothing, nothing about this. Zero. Unless I just popped in when they weren't talking about it. Well, it's all day talking about Twitler. And all, and Twitler's lies and misinformation and how he's killing people. Yes. Well, you made Twitler possible. So congratulations. We're trying to do something about it. And not only are we trying to get rid of Twitler with a candidate who could actually win against him, but not only win but ensure that another Twitler never rises again. <sighs> Fuckers. Yeah, right. I'm looking at the chat, Andrea. So Bernie got nothing with all his leverage of supporters. Yeah, thanks for the politics, but Bernie is not a revolutionary. You're absolutely right. He's a pretty fucking weak-ass revolutionary. He's trying to play nice with his good friend Joe. But as we know, and how, you know, I'm just trying to make the camera focus, but um, I don't know. I don't know. You don't ask politely for your uh, seat at the table when you've been denied and denied and denied. It's bullshit. He's not a revolutionary. If he was, he would... It wouldn't be, I'm so disappointed. Um, even think about, you know what pissed me off? And we're going back to Bush v. Gore. The, um, you know, when Al Gore conceded and he said, while I deeply disagree with the Supreme Court's verdict, I respect it. Fuck that. Are you kidding me? Why you deeply disagree? No. 
That's why we are where we are, because the damn, damn, goddamn Democrats roll over. While I deeply disagree, they roll over in the face of corruption. He should have said, are you kidding me? This is an outrage to democracy. They have not counted all the votes in Florida. This is illegitimate. I demand a recount. This is not, and I don't give a shit. They call him sore loser man. Who cares? I don't mean to yell at you guys. Oh, they're going to call me sore loser man. Who fucking cares? Now they call you every other name except your mother's fucking name that your mother gave you. They can't even call you the Democratic Party. You're ridiculous. Yeah, Bernie should have called for strikes as opposed to lame task forces. Exactly. Task forces? Oh, thank you. We're gonna have a we're gonna jerk each other off around and and get nowhere quickly because they're gonna say I'm a progressive who gets things done. I like to get things done like nothing. I like to get things done like having the least upwardly mobile country where thousands of Americans needlessly die every year while the rest of the earth has health care as a right of citizenship because we're just a bunch of dumb fucks over here. Easily played. I like to get things done, like giving the Republicans everything they effing want. So, oh, you know, um, here, oh God, I didn't mean, I really didn't mean for this to happen today. But it's happening, so I guess I gotta go with it. (laughs) As Judy Garland would say, go with it, even though you don't know what's going on. So... Um, where is it? Where's my goddamn videos? Oh, yeah. Well, we knew. To the surprise of no one, Hillary endorsed Biden today. You want to let's listen to it. Senator and former Secretary of State and the woman who should be president of the United States right now, Hillary Clinton. Welcome, Hillary. It's great to have you. What's wrong with Biden's voice, by the way? Is he drunk? (laughs) The woman is... He's like, honestly, really? This shit ain't over. Look, fat. Look. Look, fat. Thank you so much, Joe. It's a real pleasure to be here with you and to be Don't you feel the passion? I, don't you feel it? I don't know. I'm feeling the burn. Civilizations and in, Wait, let me, let me see. Hold to on. be part of this very important discussion and... I am thrilled uh, to be part of your campaign to not only endorse Bring you, a book. but to help highlight a lot of the issues that are at stake uh, in this presidential Virtual election. town hall for As you women. you just so rightly said, uh, this terrible pandemic that we're all going through hits a lot of Americans much harder than others. Yes, and um, I know you're losing sleep over that, Hillary, as you see... Americans waiting online at food banks after missing two paychecks. I'm sure you're you're racking your mind. What can you do? What can you do? 
to fix it. You could do, I mean, you could have done something before. But, yeah, I mean, the passion that's emanating from these two, they fiercely fight for the American people. I can feel it. I can feel the fight. We've seen it firsthand in hospitalizations and in, unfortunately, uh, fatalities. But we've also seen it when we look uh, at the pictures uh, of those people on the front lines. They're not pictures, bitch. They're fucking people. You look at pictures. Those pictures are human beings' pictures. When we see the pictures, shut the fuck up. Do you know 80% of all healthcare workers in America are women? And whoa, whoopee, whoa. Out of three jobs held by women in our country has been classified as essential. So this is an issue that affects all of us, uh, young and old, every kind of background from every walk of life. But it is having a disproportionate impact on the front lines, on women working, on women caring for others, on women holding down uh, the home uh, as we go through this together. So I want to add my voice to the many who have endorsed you uh, to be our president. Just think of what a difference He's it sleeping. would make right now if we had a president who not only listened to the science, put facts over fiction, but brought us together, showed the kind of compassion and caring that we need from our president and which Joe Biden has been exemplifying throughout his entire life. Think of what it would mean if we had a real president, not just somebody who plays one on TV, but somebody who gets up every morning worried about the people that he's responsible for leading during this crisis. Well, I know what a difference it would make because I've been there. I've seen firsthand what presidents can and should do. And I, like so many of them... I mean, really? You want to talk about the cure for my, for insomnia. Shit. I gotta play this when I want to get to bed. ...really wish that we had that kind of leadership now. You know, Joe Biden has been preparing for uh, this moment his entire life. Is he asleep? I've been privileged to work with him uh, over the last uh, 25 plus years. Uh, as First Lady, then for eight years in the Senate, where I watched him build coalitions and... He built work, coalitions. Uh, yeah, we know all about them. Getting things done. I like this music, though. ...together to solve problems. Then solve the problems. Like what? You know, they, it was a problem. There was a problem when uh, the American people were a bit too uppity they didn't want to go to the war you know they said hey hell no we won't go to that war they said hell no we're we want a seat at the table we want to they said hell no we want to uh we want a living wage we want women at the table we want 
people with darker pigment at the table. We want gays at the table. They, it was chaos. Getting things done. We had to get things done. We had to get things done like knocking them down a couple of pegs so they didn't get too uppity. They were too exhausted from working their three uniquely American low-paying jobs with no retirement security, health care benefits, or days off to get involved. Let the, leave the politics to the people who are born, who want to do it, like Joe Biden, who's been preparing his whole life. He's so prepared. He's been preparing his whole fucking life. He's now, he's taking, he's on the nod over here. Look at him. He's sleeping. He's goddamn sleeping over here. Right there. There he is, sleeping. <laughs> what the hell is she doing? When I was privileged to be Secretary of State, I've been in the Situation Room uh, with Joe as we debated. And you know, where we didn't say what we thought people wanted to hear oh we yeah said what we believed and we had and what was that then with president Obama. What, what did you believe oh change i know now you believed in change change you can believe in what the fuck does that mean but you know <laughs> we didn't know either but it worked it worked on the on the fuckers who encouraged that? Think of it. <laughs> who wanted to hear uh, from each and every one of us? Oh, could you I've imagine? The, you know, lobby of the Senate. I've been in the cloakroom and I've watched Joe bring people together. Bringing them so together. Me, this is uh, a moment. To fuck over the American people. He likes to, you know, when you're bringing the getting things done, you're bringing Republicans together and Democrats. Who is on the menu? If you're not at the table, you're on the goddamn menu. Who are they bringing together? Against us. That's who they're bringing together. They're bringing together their rich benefactors, Republican and Democratic, to fuck over you and me and our ancestors, not our ancestors, our, our protege. Well, I don't have any protege. Whatever. You know what I mean? Oh, the future. They're fucking the future. That's why young people are like, no. We've been sold out. They hear rumors about this thing called the middle class. They, they live in a country that the middle class is now below 50% of the populations. They, they hear about a middle class that was the... Largest section of the American uh, um, workforce at one time, the American people, all for the majority, I mean, all of our flaws, we had a functioning or more. Well, yes. Okay. 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 Whenever I say these things, I think, of course, we had, this country is fucked up. It's been fucked up. It's racial, racially fucked up forever. White men had it well. They had a decent middle-class life. It's always been. Whenever we, we have other you know, factions, not even factions, they're just human beings, other Americans who want a seat at the table, that's where the problems are. And because into that division, that's, you know, these Republicans, these conservatives, the elite, 
they tickle the racist funny bones. They, they tickle all of the divisiveness and keep it, keep it alive, keep it going so they can continue to fuck us over. And that's what it's about. So I, I am 100,000% aware that I'm, we're not hearkening back to any time that was perfect in this country by far. We have always had a long way to go. But there was a time, a period of time, a little bit where we had a 35% unionization of the workforce. And that's what the Republicans and the Democratic elites considered chaos. The volatile 60s where the people had enough money. They had disposable income. They could say, fuck it, I'm not working over in this shit, shit job. I'm going over here. They had choices. They said no when the corrupt, um, you know, corporate-run government sent them to die for a lie in Vietnam. And it was a lie. How many lies have the American people died for? And when you think about it, it's, it when you just say... When we die for this lie, you're talking about someone's life. The most precious commodity of any being is their life. And these fuckers toy with it and take lives away. They take your life. Young people's lives. All you got to do is walk in any cemetery and see the graves of people who died. Young for this country, supposedly the the heartbreaking graves of of young people who died for lies. I go into um, Calvary Cemetery, of course. You know, I've talked about it before. It's not just Civil War graves, and there there's there is a heartbreaking grave of a man who died in Vietnam. And in 1972 or something, and you go and there's always flowers on his grave. So someone is still keeping his memory alive. I don't know who this person is. It could be his child. Who knows? Who never met their father. But you go and it's sad. And I, and I stand over this person's grave and I think, this man has been laying in this cold grave for my entire life, since before I was born, this person, this young person, has died for what? Because we know that Vietnam was bullshit, just like the Iraq bullshit. And that's okay. You know, we got a liar, George W. Bush, sent... Americans to die for a lie. We're still in this goddamn war who, that created that, that chaos, chaos. Just turned the Middle East into an even more, a more egregious incubator for terrorists. And how many more years will we pay for this lie? And it's okay. We have, you know, war criminals just walking around. You want to see something disgusting besides what we're looking at right now? I think speaking of Vietnam, speaking of George W. Bush, 
and dying for a lie. I don't, I, I don't know if you remember this. Joe Biden gave George W. Bush a medal. Listen to this. And Mr. President, every morning at 7 o'clock, I have my staff contact. Okay. In this video, you will hear people outside protesting during this ceremony. Defense Department. Because I want to know exactly how many Saying men shame. have been killed in Afghanistan. You hear this Iraq. shit? Not generically. Exactly. Every single one of them leaves behind a whole community. Nothing angers me more. It's unfair of me, I know, when they say, well, roughly 6,800 killed in Afghanistan and Iraq. It's 6,842. There are 56,000, excuse me, 52,732. They say roughly. Who the fuck says that anyway? Roughly, this, of course, he's just telling some bullshit story, like he always does. He tells a lot of bullshit stories that, like, are based, I mean, they're lies. We, we know this. He never was arrested with Mandela. He never marched with MLK. He never, I mean, we can go on. He was never part of any civil rights movement. But he did pin a, a medal on a war criminal who, well, he says that he cares. He cared about the numbers every morning of the dead. Roughly how many people? Nobody fucking said that. Roughly. When they, he said, when they asked how many people died last night or whenever, you, you, nobody, you know this is to be the case. They did not say roughly 5,000 people. Nobody said that. When you ask for the statistics and the numbers, you're not going to be given a rough estimate. It doesn't ring true. He says, give me a break here. He's just telling a bullshit story. Wait, hold on. Let me just... Nothing angers me more. Shut it's up. It's unfair of me, I know. When they say, well, roughly 6,800 killed in Afghanistan and Iraq. It's 6,842. There are 56,000, excuse me, 52,732, not 31, wounded. And for inspiring all Americans to educate themselves about the principles of freedom and preserve, freedom. protect, and defend the Constitution of the yeah. United States. Yeah, preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution by sending young people, or young, old, male, female, whatever, and everybody in between to die for a lie. Here you go. Here's a medal. We give medals here to people who send children other people's children to their death based on lies. If that doesn't show you how fucked up this country is, I don't know what. And there's your bipartisan getting things done. How dare they? How dare Joe Biden? Now, this is a couple of years old, right? But how dare Joe Biden... Say, oh, I made a mistake in Iraq. I made a mistake that vote. I believed George Bush. Bullshit. I made a mistake. How many, did you just figure that out this year? Because he only did this in 2018. He pinned a medal on the war criminal. Oh, I believed him. 
I didn't know he was going to use the authorization for military force to actually use military force where other human beings had to die prematurely based on fucking nothing but lies. Nobody pays for that except the people left behind, except us. We pay for it, and they get away with it. The fact that he is standing there and with next to his bitch wife with the shit-eating grin, like he's done something while the vice president pins a medal on him. Are, are you kidding me? This is what's happening here. A war criminal is being honored. Someone who sent Americans to their cold early graves based on lies is being honored. What? No wonder, right? No wonder we are where we are. If we had a government that was afraid of the people, they would not dare. He wouldn't fucking dare. And if Bernie was a revolutionary, he would have attacked Joe Biden for this. Why did you pin a medal on the man that sent Americans to die? For no good reason. Unbelievable. So according to The Hill in 2018, they wrote an article about this. Biden presents the Liberty Medal to George and Laura Bush. Bush was my opposition, not my enemy, he says. Yeah, what's your enemy? Truth? Justice in the American way? Or the American people? An uppity middle class, middle class Joe? Who's your enemy? All those grannies that don't want to cut their medication in half? I don't know. The ones that you want to cut their social security. Oh, now you're progressive. I see. You've evolved. But in The Hill in 2018, it writes, Former Vice President Joe Biden denounced the demeaning state of politics in a speech in Philadelphia. Demeaning. So when you call someone to the carpet for sending other human beings to die in a war based on lies, that's demeaning? No. What's, what is demeaning is using our military as pawns and it's playing so easily with other people's lives. How many widows? How many orphan children? These fuckers. And these, bu- these bastards get to grow old. They, that's a privilege they denied so many. And it's infuriating. Look at them. Biden spoke before presenting the National Constitution Center's annual Liberty Medal to former President George W. Bush and former First Lady Laura Bush. President Bush was my opposition. He was never my enemy, Biden said. Think how demeaning our politics have become in terms of how we talk to one another. Yeah, because that's the problem. It's not that, you know, we're living check to check. Or let's say it's not that we have leadership that is squat, that squats in the White House despite receiving fewer votes, including George W. Bush, illegitimately selected presidents who have no business anywhere near power the people didn't vote for them 
but yet they send them, they use our military. Oh, they love the troops, right? Love the troops. They love, you don't love something that you send to die. You love, love, love. Support, 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 love, love, love. Such bullshit. The award is presented to individuals and their commitments to veterans. Well, George W. F. and Bush really has a, a commitment to veterans. When he makes so many of them dead, 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 dead. All right, we're back. Hopefully I didn't get... This fucking computer, man. Let's see. Are you back? You're back, Junior. I know you're back. Let me see. I, I felt it go, bl go to... Everything paused for a second. I know! It was bad. I couldn't believe it. I didn't see what was happening. I'm trying to find everyone. Ugh. You see what I'm up against here? Everything's breaking down. La da dee, da da do. Where are you? Where are you? Where's it? Beep bop boop bop boo. Here you are. Okay. We're back. We're back. There we are. We're back. Hello. He's got to go to the vet. He's got allergies. Yeah, something went weird on the fucking thing. Hmm. What happened? I'm look I haven't even checked in with the chat. Let's see who's here. Let me see. Oh, I got some super chats. Thank you, Patricia. Oh, my goodness. Banter board, thank you. And thank you, Gus. Hi, Gus. I'm so happy you're here. And so say hello to Andrea and Mark and Robin Resist and Steve and Jim. She writes, Patricia, hmm. Jim, okay, okay, Terry, hello, hello, banter board, hello, hello, where, where are you, I saw some other people, and Patricia, and Terry, yes, I saw Shannon in there, hello, and Gus, hello, hello. Dave, the dragon fruit. And Robin, hello. And who else? Anybody I miss? And Christian, hello. Hi, Chris. Call me Chris. All right. Thank you for your super chats. All right. This cat is crazy, man. 
He's driving me nuts. I love him, but he never stops begging for food. It's like, what the hell? All right, hopefully I'm not frozen. Am I frozen? No. But the camera is fucking... What's going on with this camera? That's... Oh, you know what? That's not the right camera. Oh, shit. Let me do something. Let's see. Hmm. How interesting. My camera died. See, that's the... This is the camera for the computer. What is going on here? Let me see something. You know what? I might play a break. I have a break. I didn't, this is an old one. Let me just put, but I'll, it'll give me a minute to maybe restart the camera. Yes. You know, you know. Let me see. Why are you doing this? Why are you screaming and staring at me? You don't understand. This is what goes on all day. Non-stop. Staring at me. It's like, I'm like, what? What? All right. Let's take a breaky poo for about eight minutes. And I'm going to see if I can restart this camera without shutting down the computer. So I can get the other camera back. Otherwise, we'll just move forward without it. All right. My name is Tara Devlin. This is a break with Green News Report. It's probably a couple of weeks old. It's about eight minutes. So, and uh, it's Green News Report and labor history. Get down, get down. And we will be right back. My name is Tara Devlin. I'll see you in about eight minutes. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. Either we join, either we are in solidarity, either we are together, or we can be defeated. United Nations not defeated, but their climate conference is canceled. Bankrupt coal company hopes to dump obligations to retired coal miners onto taxpayers. State legislatures criminalize pipeline protests. Plus, Trump Interior Department keeps national parks open after employees test positive for COVID-19. All of that stable genius and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent grain news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. By the way. Come on, global warming. I'm rooting for global warming right about now to kill off this virus. Hey, wingnut Ben Shapiro. I'm rooting for global warming to not kill you. Isn't that nice of me? See how humanity works? Try it sometime, Ben. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, while I know that Donald Trump's EPA has been getting rid of protections for the public even amid a pandemic... 
You say they have an important message for Americans. <laughs> yes, the EPA is urging the public to please throw disinfectant wipes only in the trash and never down the toilet because the wipes clog household plumbing and city sewer systems, requiring costly outages and repairs that no one really needs amid a global pandemic. So that's good, isn't it? That is. It'd be nice if they did more like that instead of rolling back air pollution standards. But what do I know? In other news, and another sign that the coronavirus pandemic is not going away anytime soon, the annual United Nations Climate Talks, set for November in Glasgow, Scotland, have been postponed until 2021. The conference was regarded as the most important climate meeting of recent years. Each nation was supposed to unveil higher targets for cutting their emissions under the Paris Climate Accord and hammer out a framework for a global price on carbon. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres on the BBC noted the similarities between combating climate change and coronavirus and warned that international alliances are faltering. For climate change, it has been so difficult to bring people together. So we are witnessing a serious problem. And that problem is that international cooperation has not never been at this low level. But the reality shows, and the COVID-19 is showing it dramatically, either we join, either we are in solidarity, either we are together, or we can be defeated. Fakest accent I've ever heard. Here in the U.S., the National Park Service said this week that seven employees have tested positive for the novel coronavirus as of Monday, but the Trump Interior Department has refused calls from park rangers and staffers to close the parks during the pandemic to protect the public, themselves, and their families from the virus. You know why they're not closing the national parks? Why? Because Obama got a lot of crap from Fox News when they shut down the national monuments during uh, one of the government shutdowns. So that's why Donald Trump does not want to close the national parks. Meanwhile, three Republican-controlled state legislatures over the last few weeks passed laws criminalizing protests against fossil fuel infrastructure projects under cover of the coronavirus emergency. Kentucky, South Dakota, and West Virginia all approved new laws creating various new criminal penalties, including fines as high as $20,000 for demonstrators who cause interruption of service or damages to fossil fuel infrastructure. Well, we'd hate to see that happen. Murray Energy, the nation's largest privately owned coal company, said this week it will be forced into liquidation unless a bankruptcy court allows the company to shed its obligation to pay for health care for retired coal miners, many of whom suffer from terminal black lung disease caused by working in the company's minds. The company argued in court that the retirees will be fined because the U.S. taxpayer will foot the bill. Ah, so the hell with the coal miners. Let the taxpayers take care of them. Exactly. Isn't that socialism? Just saying. Some good news. Oil giant Royal Dutch Shell announced this week that it is ditching its participation in a planned liquefied natural gas export project in Louisiana due to the plunge in oil prices caused by the coronavirus pandemic. Finally, while no industry will emerge from the coronavirus pandemic unscathed, the Wall Street Journal reports that wind and solar companies may be in a better position to rebound from the crisis than the struggling oil and gas industry. Even though coronavirus shut downs have severely harmed renewable energy projects in development, the journal said investors are increasingly attracted to the low-risk, stable returns of wind and solar farms at a time of extreme market volatility. And, by the way, the fuel is free as long as the sun shines and the wind blows. And I'll tell you what, Americans are not going to want to go back to these dirty skies after 
the air has been cleared away during the uh, coronavirus shutdown. Yeah, it's been quite remarkable to get a chance to see what kind of world we could have. It's been quite remarkable to see the world at all out here in Los Angeles uh, over the past couple of weeks. <laughs> it's very nice. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, Check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1937. That was the day over 1,000 auto workers at the Ford Assembly Plant in Kansas City, Missouri, began their occupation. The sit-down was the first strike by the UAW against Ford. UAW President Homer Martin vowed to organize the entire company. The strike had been called the previous evening, when workers learned 350 of their co-workers had been laid off at the end of the day's shift. They demanded reinstatement, higher wages, better working conditions, and recognition of their union. The workers spent a good part of the early morning hours welding the gates shut to the railroad yards and parking lots surrounding the plant. Then they selected an 18-man committee to direct the strike. One leader, O.W. Penny, stated, quote, When the company forced the strike on us by unfairly laying off men because of their union membership, some with 12 years on the job, everybody joined up with us. We signed 200 outside the plant and they're signing others inside. Penny added, the pay here is not as good as at either Chevrolet or Chrysler plants. The boys there have better sanitary facilities and a cafeteria, while we have to eat our lunches sitting on the floor. Strikers lowered a banner from the top floor of the plant that read, Lincoln freed the slaves, Ford brought them back. Ford insisted he would never allow his plants to be organized. But company representatives spent the weekend negotiating a settlement with the UAW to rescind the layoffs. By Monday, April 5th, the workers were back on the line. Strike authorizations would flare up just two weeks later when Penny and another UAW organizer were beaten at the hands of company thugs. Labor History in Two brought to you by the Illinois Labor History Society and The Rick Smith Show. For more information, go to laborhistoryin2.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on the Twitters at Labor History in Two. Yeah, it didn't work. What the hell? Look at this. Now it looks like shit. Let me just wait. Is that better? No, it looks like shit, but oh well. Look how bright it is. Ugh, God, help me. Oh, God, I don't even know what to do. There's nothing I can do. Fuck. That's why I say become a patron. I I don't even know what to say. Look at this. How am I going to do the show like this? It's really annoying. Uh, Maybe I can. God damn it. (laughs) It's like blown out. Why is it so? Why? Why is it so wide? Why? Why is it why? Let me see. 
We need some music. How about... do i don't know why it's so bright why it won't adjust itself to be less like that i don't i don't get it the fucking camera just went off and it won't plug back in hopefully it didn't blow out i that would suck so all right well let's see what time is it Eight thirty. i only was on the air for what time did i start this show Eight fifteen. It's a very short show. I can't do. I can't do it. I gotta... Let's just maybe uh, see what happens. You know what I mean? Let me see. Uh, where are we? Where were we? Please become a patron. So maybe one day we can actually have a real show that doesn't suck. Wouldn't that be great? Patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. It's all right. It's a, it's a camera. It's not great. It looks a little better now. I guess it adjusted, but it's so close. I don't like this angle. Ugh. I don't like it. Ugh. Please become a patron so I can hire somebody and do something about this. Hee. Right. All right. Let's see. Um, Where were we? It doesn't matter because maybe I'll go to a picture in picture. What else was I going to talk about? Fuck, fuck them. Fuck war criminals. That's what we were talking about. How, if this was a functioning democracy, we wouldn't be giving medals to war criminals. That's the bottom line. And because we are, um, why? And this is just to get back in the game a little bit. Um, I was asking before everything went to hell. Uh, what happened? We had a bunch of te technical difficulties. If you're just joining us and the cameras, I have two cameras, a, a better camera. My better camera failed. Oh my God, Tara Jr. I can't, I can't, I can't. I'm, my patience is out of, I love him. I love him, but he is constantly up my ass. I know, I know. And I have to say, I have to t remind myself, I love this cat. And one day, I will miss him. I know, right? I go there because I've had, you know, a couple animals. It's the worst part of having, having animals. But he's got a long time with us. He's, he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Maybe he'll outlive us all. Who knows? And maybe me, right? God. He might outlive us all. And anyway, so, but you know what it is? I'm just an aside. He is, he, he's overweight. 
as you can see. And that's my fault. Uh, it's also his fault <laughs> because he never stops begging. And it drives me insane. And then I give in. And especially because I've been locked at home with him, it never stops. He is screaming at me constantly. So, and, and then I feel guilty because, look at him, I want him to be around for a long time, and it's not good. And then when he goes to the vet, the vet gets, he gives me a lecture. I, I realize it, and it upsets me because I do love him. I don't want, and I want him to be, I want him to be healthy. Okay. But look at him. Look at him. How much do you weigh? <laughs> You're a good boy. <laughs> He's such a good boy. Yes, decrease the food by 50%. I've been measuring it out, but you know what it is. It's because during the day, he screams at me. And I'll, I'll just, like, throw some treats in the bowl and, like, shut up. So, it's not good. I'm not, I guess I am making an excuse. I'm, I'm not saying it's okay. It's not okay. So, but he knows how to play me. That's what it is. And it starts at 4 a.m. I kid you not. And he pushes me, literally, with his paws. He's, he's, he really is, he knows me. He knows how to get me. And, while we were, f I was trying to fix the camera, which didn't work. He, he jumped on my back. I wish I had, I wish you had seen it. So I was over, hanging over the computer here, trying to fix the camera, and he jumped on my back. I mean, this happens. This goes on all day, constantly, and it's not because he's trying to be uh, obnoxious or anything. He just cannot leave me alone. Yeah, I have to tell him. I and then the vet, he gets on my case and he's like, "You have to do other things for him, not just feed him." As for, you know, as far as love is concerned, it's just uh, play with him, brush him. I do all that too. I do. It's the truth. So, but yeah, I have to stop this. It's not good when I'm not home. It's not as bad, because that's it. I'm not here. He gets what he gets during the day. I, and I don't leave them free food. They don't eat free uh, all day. You know what I mean? And I measure it out. All right. This is not why people want to watch this show. And I've lost viewers. <laughs> I, I, I could see the numbers. I see the numbers. I see them going down. And I don't see any super chats. I see no numbers. I see the numbers going down. And I say, what the fuck? What is going on? Yes, they have a toy that with a mouse that moves around like a real mouse. Um, I have a lot of toys. But I, I mean, they get bored of the toys. But that's a good idea. Maybe get one that's automatic and they could just run and play with it. Right, little one? And, yeah, it's not good. I can just feel it. He's just a big fat blob. You're a blob. 
We're going to call you Blob. Beware of the Blob. He creeps and crawls. No, we can't. All right. So, talk about first world problems, right? Your cat's too fat. Some people can't goddamn eat. Right, little one? Look at this. Look at him. Uh-oh. That didn't discourage him. Oh, yeah, I gotta get it. I gotta get it. Yeah, they, I got, they got laser pointers. I gotta get them out. Oh, shit. He's back. It's... There's no hope. Alright. Where... What else am I talking about here? Fuck them. Fuck them all. What are you gonna do? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Well, here's something interesting that just happened when... Before... I went on the air here, or whatever this is called, today. Andrew Yang is suing over the New York shutdown of the presidential primary. That's good. Former Democratic candidate argues that axing the primary would deny voters due process and hurt down ballot candidates. Well, there you go. Of course, but they don't care. The Democratic Party doesn't give a shit. So... This is from Zach Montalero, Montalero, yes, on Politico. Andrew Yang, the former presidential candidate, is suing the New York State Board of Elections in federal court after the State Election Commission effectively canceled the Democratic presidential primary. And remember, like I said, that's the only thing they canceled. There is an election that day. There are many other elections going on that day. So when you would go to vote, and it's going to be vote by mail. So they just removed Bernie's name from the ballot. It is such a power grab corruption fucking circle jerk. That's what it is. They don't want, this is what the Democratic Party elite think, that they do not want to be pestered at their, at their, um, wherever, at their convention, whether it be in person or not, who knows at this point. They don't want the, the, the uppity progressives, the normal FDR Democrats, to, to, be, to annoy them with their calls for living wages, health care, retirement security, you know, shit that got FDR elected in four landslide elections, thinking of leaving no one behind, or support, not thinking, supporting. A, a party that was for the people. So, a la- uh, so the article goes, Yang, along with seven New Yorkers who filed to serve as Yang's delegates to the De- Democratic National Convention, filed suit on Monday arguing that they should not be removed because they had otherwise met the requirements to be on the ballot. The decision to remove Yang denies voters due process and denies voters the right to vote and therefore must be invalidated by removing the authority for the defendant to take actions complained herein, reads the lawsuit, which was shared with Politico. The lawsuit notes that neither Yang nor the delegate candidates asked to be removed from the ballot. That's right. All right, good. Go lay down. 
The New York State Board of Electors or Elections effectively canceled the presidential primary on Monday when two Democratic commissioners voted to strip every candidate except former Vice President Joe Biden off the ballot because they were no longer actively seeking the presidency. But Bernie said in front of you, them, me, and us, and God that he was staying on the ballot. How fucking dare these two pieces of wasted human DNA decide for the millions of Americans who wanted to vote in the elector and and for the very reason that Bernie discussed that we want as many delegates as we can get so we have some influence. So maybe Biden can actually win. So the as we have Hillary Clinton proclaiming herself a progressive and Joe Biden declaring he's the most progressive member of the Democratic Party, all of the sudden, you think that came out of nowhere? When for generations, Biden's been saying, the liberals in my party say this. The liberals in my party, he's been separating himself. All of a sudden, he's the most progressive. But for years, he's been complaining about the liberals in his party, as if he's not one of them. When you say, you know, the liberals in, the, in my party, that kind of says you're not a liberal. You're making a distinction between them and you. Like, I don't say, you know, my neighbors... I, I don't I wanna you say that. It means I'm not living with them. They are different from me. You don't i I'm not saying you know what I mean? It's just you know what I mean. I don't have to explain it, but you get it. The move infuriated supporters of Senator Bernie Sanders in particular, but it's not just the Bernie Sanders. This is why I ask everyone should be offended by this and be alarmed that two motherfuckers can say we're not having a primary. Two. Two human beings can deny millions of Americans the right to vote because they don't want to be bothered. We're too annoying to them. Can't we just get on with it? Oh, yeah. Remember? I'm so sick of it. These whiny little fuckers. All of them. All of these elites. Did you ever notice... Who whines? They, they never stop whining. It's from whether it's Donald Trump Jr. or Donald Trump himself on the right. And oh, here on the left, we got a bunch of whiners too. But it's always those in the catbird seat of power. They're constantly whining. How unfair, how people t- took things from, the, how, you know, we're in their way somehow. Well, they're lecturing us about personal responsibility. <sighs> Unbelievable. The suit filed by Yang also argued that axing the Demo- Democratic presidential primary would hurt down-ballot candidates. Yeah, you think? It's exactly like he says, and it's also demoralizing to Bernie Sanders' supporters who are, like, sick of it, sick of it, fuck this. If they want us to vote for Joe Biden, this is the what I fear as well. Because I say, okay, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden. I know what he is. I get it. He's a corporatist. He's an elitist. He's a Republican. He's disgusting in many ways, and he's, he's a doltard. 
And he's most, in my opinion, most likely a sexual predator on top of it who thinks, um, you know, he's from the madman era. He probably thought it was his birthright to push women against the wall and grab them by the pussy, whether they were asking for it or not. So, I know, I understand that. But I'm still going to vote for him because... I believe Twitler is worse, and I'm trying to stop the bleeding. But this is by no means a, uh, a, a complete success. We have a long way to go. So you better sharpen your knives, metaphorically, and get some rest, because we're going to need it. They are not letting go easily. They're not going quietly. And they got to go. Their day is over. They have screwed us enough. But, you know, that's why I wish I was born 20 years. I wish I was 20 years younger, frankly. Because then maybe, this is what I fear, that, uh, well, what are you going to do? You're born when you're born. That's how it goes. But that I will miss uh, the, the true progressive revolution. I feel that it, it's coming. The young people are not going to take it. We will have universal health care. We will have it. And let's see, it's either going to go two ways. And it's going to be completely done. The oligarchy is entrenched and that's the way it's going to be. Or the young people are going to, they will take this country back. And then we will, we will have universal health. It's coming. It's like slavery. How slavery, the abolition of slavery was inevitable. They knew it. Everyone knew it. The slave owners knew it. Except they wouldn't let go. They didn't want to change. And the only way you, you do it is you, I mean, they had to have a bloody goddamn civil war. What's it going to take for the American people to finally join the rest of the world and have health care as a right, not a privilege? I don't know. I'm sick of it, though. I'm totally sick of it. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I should have called this show I'm Sick of It. So, yeah. And it's demoralizing when they continuously kick down on... What? What's right? On the Democratic Party. We are the Democratic Party. Who do these fuckers think they are? FDR is spinning in his grave to see what they've become. What the DLC Democrats have done to his party. They've demeaned his party. They've destroyed it. They've dismantled it and sold it to the highest bidder. When FDR... He understood because it didn't matter. See, I enjoy, I like FDR because he didn't give a shit. He was in the elite. He didn't have anybody to impress. Nobody was going to give him a seat at the table. He was born into it, so he was secure. And he, could, he knew these people, and he knew who the hell they were. But because of his, and I believe, his heart and what he had described as when he got polio, but he was always influenced by, 
I don't know. I mean, the stuff that I, I'm not, like I said, I don't, I'm not a scholar, but I've, I, I want to learn more. I do know that when they, they lived in New York, um, Franklin and Eleanor, Eleanor taught a tenement school. They were both wealthy. They were, you know, just like the, in the salons of Europe, the, it was the wealthy who wrote about th- that we don't need a king. They, it was the wealthy that ended up rotting in jails, or I guess what we would call a middle class. It, it never comes from the poor. That's what we know about history, that history teaches us that revolutions really never come from the bottom. They come from the middle. The American Revolution was a revolution of a middle class, just like the uh, Progressive Revolution and, I mean, maybe uh, I'll have to do some more research on this. It's, and it, Well, and I know for a fact in uh, the liberal age of enlightenment, all of the enlightenment writers and thinkers, these were people of means. They, they could sit around in salons discussing what a just society was. And many of them, you know, like uh, Voltaire, ended up in prison for denouncing the king. But they were, these were people of wealth. They were in the elite circles, just like an FDR. He knew who the hell they were. But I remember reading about FDR, how uh, there was a, when Eleanor Roosevelt was teaching at a school and one of her students got sick, she asked Franklin to take, this child home and he carried him home to the tenements of the Lower East Side and he could not believe the way people were living and it opened his eyes so these when when they were young a young married couple they hung out in New York with all of the you know with with the socialists with the the thinking radicals the you know, of his day, and they discussed society. And it was um, Francis Perkins who witnessed the Triangle Shirtwaist factory fire. These were the people who shaped the time in our history known as the Great Prosperity. And But Franklin Roosevelt, because of his disability, when he he was struck with polio suddenly, when he was a young man, um, he realized that everybody, it doesn't matter, we're we're all in this together, that we need help. Some people... You know, they, you're lucky enough to get through your life without any major health mishaps. You're, you're lucky, and you're, you're really an outlier. Most people, we, we need help. It's not just most, everybody. There's no single person on this planet who has gotten by on their own. No way. We all need each other. So Roosevelt, his disability... It wasn't, but it wasn't just that that opened his eyes. But it was because of, I believe, you know, Frank, um, his, his, um, you know, relationships with, well, his relationship with Eleanor Roosevelt, who he respected, and, you know, he could have had. This is the other thing. I mean, you know, whatever. Eleanor Roosevelt was. She always spoke how. 
she understood she was no great beauty, as traditional beauty. But the fact is, Franklin Roosevelt married her and loved her for as long as he loved her for, I, mean, I know he had affairs and all that too, but because of who she was, of her heart. And that was his heart too, because they cared about people who didn't have what they have. They weren't, you know, think about, they could have been doing anything, but Eleanor Roosevelt was teaching in a tenement school. So some people just have a, you know, a different kind of uh, relationship to other human beings. They're not the Trump family, right? They were, they cared about their fellows. And when they saw injustice and they saw poverty, FDR said he couldn't believe how people were living. So, you know. Instead of saying, well, fuck them. Uh, Maybe I could come up with some vitamin scam. uh, They pee in this cup here and I can sell them some vitamins that are non-FDA approved and tell them it's uh, formulated for their own biometrics or something like that, right? Oh, God. So what was the point? I don't know why I got off on that. I really need to take a class in FDR. That's what I want to do. I wish the great courses would do a class in FDR specifically, but the great courses are disappointing me lately. I told you about that great course, the Andrew Johnson impeachment, which is an, it was interesting, but how they used in the script the term Democrat Party instead of Democratic Party, and I wrote them, and then I tweeted them, but then I fucking never heard back. Why not? And then I was watching the great courses, and they had another course called Liberty, something like that, Liberty on Trial. And it was all about famous trials throughout American history that goes to show us how far we've come, how far we have to go. It was really an interesting course. Included many, starting in the 1600s with many, um, there was, what was it, and can't remember her name now. A woman who was put on trial by the Puritans for for daring to speak, you know, about God. Because women weren't supposed to do such a thing, you know what I mean? So she was giving, she was uh, giving sermons. I think it was Anne Hutchinson. Uh, Anyway, but during the, this one of the great courses, they, there was a trial that they were talking about that had something to do with Abraham Lincoln. And I can't remember the exact course, but they used a spurious c- quote. And that's pretty disappointing. Uh, this quote has been highly debunked. It was, you've probably heard it, many times uh, right-wingers, this is what they do. They they send out quotes, memes. They they think they know everything because they saw a meme with a quote on it. They have never read a book in their life, but you'll get a quote. And usually it's a fake one. It, it never ceases to amaze me. But one of the quotes that they've attributed to Lincoln, and it's not a real quote, about, and I wish it was really, but it's about corporations taking over America, how 
the republic will die. Lincoln, let me see. Corporations. There'll come a time in American history where blah, blah, blah. Yeah, enthroned. That's not a real quote. Corporations have been enthroned. I'm sure you've heard it. Lincoln. And I knew I when they said it, I was like, what? Look how bright it is in here. And I said, this is bullshit. All I had to do was Google, and it comes up. It's not a real quote. The quote is, let's see, here is it. Nah. Abraham Lincoln, as a result of war, corporations have been enthroned, and an era of corruption in high places will follow. And the money, power of the country will endeavor to prolong its reign by working on the prejudices of the people until all wealth is aggregated in a few hands and the republic is destroyed. Great quote. I agree. But it's not true. It just isn't. He never said that. It's a fake-ass quote. And they used it in the great courses. So that makes me a little suspicious. So anyway, so according to the Lincoln Encyclopedia... Let's see, from ABC's, it might have been um, an essence of things he had said, but he never said that. So we, let's see, he might have added one of the most, what the hell just happened here? Fraudulently quoted. Regrettably, some of these errors crept into the encyclopedia. Here, for instance, is the oft-heard warning against corporations enthroned, the letter to Colonel Taylor on the origin of greenbacks, and it's his alleged plea to an Illinois jury. But it is spurious. Isn't that too bad, right? Um, where are you guys? Are we still here? Do we have any listeners and viewers left? <laughs> the show is like, <clears throat> it's off the rails. So, yes, Roosevelt's an intimate history. Yes, yes. I have to, I, I, I should, I don't know. They don't, they don't listen to me, obviously. I should write the great courses and ask them to do a course on Roosevelt and the New Deal. They really should. So, no. now we need it, wouldn't we? Don't you think this country needs a little bit of Roosevelt? All right, let's, um, what else did I want to say? Oh, here's annoying, something annoying. Because this is what we're talking about. Triumph of the Woke Oligarchs by Joel Culkin. And it's from a blog called Real Clear Energy. Like the rest of the country, although far less than New York, California is suffering from the COVID-19 crisis. But in California, the pandemic seems likely to give the state's political and co cooperative elites 
or cooperative, what am I saying? Corporate elites a new license to increase, increase their dominion while continuing to keep the middle and working classes down. Middle. Where the fuck is the middle? Please. Perhaps nothing spells the triumph of California's progressive oligarchy more than Governor Gavin Newsom's decision to offload the state's recovery strategy to a task force co-chaired by hedge fund billionaire Tom Steyer. You see what I'm saying here? This is what we're doing now. They get the oligarchs in here to figure out what we're, what what we can and cannot have. So we can't have democracy. We can't have Bernie's name on the ballot. Oh, no, no. It's for your own good. We can have everybody else's name on the ballot for every other fucking election that's going on that day, but not Bernie. Oh, no, no, no. Too much, too much. Too much democracy. And California calls in the billionaires to come up with what the fuck is going on? Oh, because we need... It's right out in the open, you see. Of course, we don't have representatives. They don't represent us. They represent them. We're just we're just the peons, the sheeple. We don't vote to send our representatives to Congress. Our Congress is propped up by the oligarchy. The oligarchy picks the Congress. They get the Congress they can afford. And we, like the serfs in, the, in, feudal, in feudal times, we just take what's, what's given, what, what's trickled. So they're going to decide in the halls of power who and what, how much, who's getting where, what's going on, what, what. Uh. Not that we send representatives to represent the people, these representatives got to call in their masters. Tell us, master, what, what shall we have? How shall we recover, master? So, uh, here's the, this article. He writes, the, they offload the state's recovery strategy to a task force co-chaired by hedge fund billionaire Tom Steyer, a recently failed presidential candidate. Tyre, Steyer stands as a progressive funder. He is a zealous, uh, he's as zealous as he is rich. Steyer sometimes even found the policies adopted by climate-obsessed former Jerry Brown to not extreme. I, I have a feeling this is a right-winger writing this article, but... Some conservatives wistfully hope the pandemic will push the climate crusaders to the side. In California, at least, the corporate aristocrats, the governmental apparatus, apparatus, and the progressive nonprofits have momentum to impose a green vision on the state's residents. This sounds like a right-winger, but, you know, the point is, I don't know, this is kind of weird how right-wingers and uh, liberals are, and real, real uh, normal people are sometimes find common ground. I he this person sa- seems afraid that Tom Steyer, it's not that he's a billionaire who buys politicians and corrupts government. He's afraid it, of Tom Steyer might p- 
push a Green New Deal, which that's fine. I have no problem with that, of course. I'm talking about billionaires buying this goddamn country. It's what kind of oligarchy, I mean, what kind of recovery will the oligarchy allow? That's what this is about. They don't call in labor leaders or union leaders. They're calling in business leaders, CEOs, which means we're on the menu. That's the bottom line. It's unreal. FDR had his brain trust, and we have the Confederacy of Corporations. doesn't matter. They run this government. That's the bottom line. Unbelievable. I don't know. It's overwhelming. And that's what it is. We're more, as Deborah says, we're just more consumables. And today, speaking of, um, you see what's going on with the Tyson food plant. So Trump is ordering these workers, these poor fuckers that work in this, in the corpse mill, in Tyson's, one of Tyson's corpse mills. So that's what they do. They make corpses. They take sentient beings and make corpses out of them. And yeah, pigs are sentient beings. They feel pain. They feel fear. They feel love. They want to live. They feel joy. They feel fear. And, you know, we make corpses out of them. So a lot of people getting sick in the corpse mills. But Trump wants to, he's keeping them open by executive order because he needs to shove as many corpses into his mouth as he possibly can, as quickly as he can. And today, of course, I cannot stand the liberal media, and we know it, of course. They're part of the problem. Not the liberal media, the corporate media. I'm the liberal media. (laughs) Somebody was going to grab that clip. They're going to say, Tara says she can't stand... The liberal, no, I'm talking about the corporate media, the fake liberal media, MSNBC. That's what I was thinking of. So, of, you know, what's his name? Chuck Todd? He's the worst, really. He, he, all of them, they suck. They all suck. But Chuck Todd was on there talking to somebody about the, um, the corpse factory and, I'm sure he felt like a real working class hero, but none of them, none of these, uh, uh, any of the people he was discussing, um, the essential workers in Tyson's food, corpse mill, but he never, never, ever do they ever bring up the animals, the other beings in there. So if you don't see, this is, I really want you to extend your circle of compassion outward a little bit. If, you, if we think about this, please, those pigs being turned into corpses in the factory farms and those workers are the same. One is just a little higher on the food chain. They're a little higher on the ladder. 
And we know it. It does not matter if people are dying. They're getting the coronavirus in the corpse mill. They don't care. That's not the problem. The problem is Twitter wants you back to work. All of the elites want you back to work to make those corpses because they got to get paid. And they that's how they make their money, making corpses out of animals. So get in there. It doesn't matter. Just get in there and make those corpses, whether you become a corpse or not. If you don't see how the way we treat those animals is directly related to the, to the way workers are treated in this country, then I hope you stick around. I really do. It is 100% related. We, it's all this, uh, it's all connected. If they are a commodity, so are we. They think of these animals, they have absolutely no respect for them. They have, they don't treat them with any dignity whatsoever. The dignity that you should extend to a creature who is giving its very life for your sustenance. And they don't have the fucking give a shit. They don't, they don't pull a hair. They don't look back or they don't blink twice. Treating them with dignity and respect. If you don't think that has anything to do with the way the workers are in this world are treated, then you really haven't been paying attention. It is a hundred thousand percent related. It's how we consider what is a expendable worker, what is an expendable life. It's a hundred thousand percent connected. It's also connected to the uh, fake wars we have and how the elites are so easy to play with our lives. And they play with the life of these animals because they're completely vulnerable. They have no rights. Are you serious? Neither do we. It's only through progress have, have we, do we have any rights at all. At one time, human beings were considered like these creatures. Some places they still are considered this way, but it's all connected at one time. As a woman, when you came over to the New World and you got off the ship and you had to declare your property, you declared your wife along with your chickens and your horses. She was your property. So if you don't think that these animals who are exploited as commodities and unquestioningly consumed and and just eviscerated literally and figuratively then you know you need to keep coming back it's the truth of course it's all connected it it really annoys me when i'm watching the so-called liberal media when I'm watching Chuck Todd go on and on and on talking to representatives from Tyson Foods and the workers and all this. Never a fucking thought given to the, the, the pigs. The ones who are, you know, they're nothing. They're just, they're being processed. They're being, oh, now they, they're too many pigs being born. They got to euthanize them. 
This is a disgusting state of affairs. That's your business? I don't know, man. We really got to, we have a lot of karma that's going to catch up to us. Unbelievable. What is this? I'm looking at the chat. What really gets me about Hartman lately is that he reads from Joy Reed's book. What? What book? Joy Reed has a book? Joy Reed book. Let's see. The fuck is he doing that for? Oh, is he reading The Man Who Sold America? Why? Why is he doing that? Joy Reed, of all people, you got to read Joy Reed's book. The one who had a body language expert on to tell us that Bernie Sanders is a liar? That fucking Joy Reed, really? See what I mean? This is why we're in the. This is why we are where we are. Mamma mia. How's everybody liking the new lighting on the show? God help me. I don't know. I have to call Apple or something and say, what? He reads it during his breaks. It's in his book club. Joy Reed. There's no other book they could fucking read? You got to read that book? Why don't you read Bernie's book? Oh, God. Why don't you read Bernie's Our Revolution or where we go from here. I should do that. I have those books, actually. I haven't read them yet. I get them. Because I like Bernie. What can you say? It's not just about Bernie. That's when, as I was telling you guys, because I was on on Leslie Marshall's show with Brad Bannon. Bannon and he asked about Bernie, whatever. This is when Bernie was still in the primary. And then when he dropped out... I was on the show again, and he was asking, you know, what do I think, or whatever, and I reminded him, uh, It's and Mark Grimaldi, who was also on the show, is another Bernie supporter, But and we were saying, it's not about Bernie. It really isn't. Bernie is the standard bearer. He is somebody who's been fighting for these policies consistently for his entire career in the in politics but it's not about bernie it's about the policies it's not if bernie changed and was all of a sudden uh, a corporatist we wouldn't be following bernie it ain't like the trump the trump anzies but here speaking of trump anzies i i you know i hate them i hate them what can you say what do you think about the lighting? Anyway, I'm just asking. Anybody care? Does anybody care about the lighting on my show? Does anybody want to be a patron so we can have a real show? One day have a show. Yeah, I should have been a singer. Instead of whatever this is. All right. Um, funny enough, study. Well, okay. Let me formulate my thoughts. Many people. Let's fill everyone in. If you just come, 
from wherever you are and you just stumbled across the show, well, we've been talking about Twitler. And the other day, he's a big fucking liar, as we know, and a baby, big baby. Although babies are cute and they grow up, so we can tolerate them. Twitler, on the other hand, eh, not so much. He told people, he thinks he's very smart. He thinks you know, his his uncle was a doctor, so, you know, he knows a lot of shit. And he suggested disinfecting people's lungs and injecting them. You know, you'd have to get a doctor. He did qualify that. When you disinfect your lungs, you would need a medical doctor to do it. Not You couldn't get Ivanka to, when she has her Botox parties, it wouldn't be like that. You would have to get somebody who has a license or someone who can who fakes it, like the doctor who faked that whatever that doctor was, who said that Twitler would be the healthiest human being to ever seek the presidency. So, like him, you would get somebody like him, but hopefully someone who really knows what the fuck they're talking about, to disinfect your lungs. And anyway, when... He thought he was very smart. Of course, he's he. It's his world. We live in it, and I think he he believed his very smart idea, because that's what he thinks he's doing up there every day. When the corporate media gets up there and puts a camera in front of him and lets him rip, and he spews lies, um, he and we're just being dragged through it, sort of like the way my my cats drag around their toys. It just doesn't matter. You just dragged around. They, that's us being played with. And, uh, he thought we were all going to say, wow, what a great idea. Why didn't we think of that through all the years of history and met and medicine and science? No one thought of disinfecting your lungs. Like going in there, like hazel, a little hazel. Maybe they they did think about it, May, of shrinking a team. I would say around six, six astronauts, tra- you know, trained astronauts. We might want to make an international coalition of astronauts and shrink them down to microscopic size, and maybe bring them into the lungs, nano, with nanobiology tech technology. You might need a medical doctor to do it. And get them in there, you would probably need a a scientist, a navigator, a military expert, a basket case, a jock, and a uh, hooker with a heart of gold. Get in there to clean out your lungs on the inside. <laughs> if they see the coronavirus, they're like, bing, bing. No one thought of that. He thought that that was a great idea. But I'm throwing it out there that they let's go with the the uh the little little nano technology. Just shrink them down. I saw a movie. I saw that. They shrunk everybody down. All of a sudden the kid's father was like this big they could just shrink them down a little more, put them in there. Meep, 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 meep. No more coronavirus. 
And anyway, so Twitler, he was lambasted, mocked, ridiculed. People were shocked. Some actually died. In fact, uh, calls to the poison control hotline spiked after Twitler suggested that you we disinfect ourselves with all kinds of disinfect. I mean, there's and where we're to the point where Lysol had to come out and say, "Don't, don't uh, disinfect your lungs with Lysol." But anyway, Twitler, because he is such a liar, and think, and he's a sociopath. That's the truth. He's a sociopath. He is a he's a textbook sociopath. And how do you know? It's that they lie to your face and they think that you will believe it. That's the telltale sign of a sociopath. Because sociopaths ultimately, it doesn't matter how ridiculous the lie is, and you could catch them. You could catch Twitler with his dick in Stormy Daniels and... You'd say, what are you doing? Cheating on your wife? He'd say, I'm not, I never touched that woman. And he could be in mid, whatever he does, nothing. He, I'm sure it's nothing. And anyway, Twitler came out and said that he was only, only kidding. He wasn't, he, it wasn't real. He, he was just trying to be, he was being sarcastic. I'm just trying to find the goddamn video. And that's how you know he's a sociopath. When he said to disinfect your lungs, that he was being sarcastic. I was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you, just to see what would happen. Now, disinfectant for doing this, maybe on the hands, would work. And I was asking the question of the gentleman who was there yesterday, Bill, because when they say that something will last three or four hours or six hours, but if the sun is out, or if they use disinfectant, it goes away in less than a minute. Did you hear about this yesterday? <laughs> so he's still trying but to I justify it. Sarcastic and a very sarcastic question to the reporters in the room. He wasn't sarcastic. Of course, we know he wasn't sarcastic. Anyway, so of course, the um, the media of his his propaganda machine came out and said, well, Geraldo, uh, it's really unbelievable. Let me see. Hold on. I'm trying to find the, the tweet. They excused him. They're making excuses for this fucking guy. Geraldo Rivera. Let's see. Said that he was deadpanning. Mamma mia. I can't find it. Hmm. So many, so many tweets. So little time. There's so many things going on. Oh, my God. I'm just going through my Twitter feed. Sometimes I'll tweet about something. So I keep it on my on my radar. I know that we're going to talk about it. Anyway, so basically Geraldo Rivera said that it's hard not to believe that real Donald Trump was being sarcastic about bleach drinking. 
He just does deadpan better than most reporters. And if anyone really would heed that bleach, bleach drinking advice, odds are they have other issues. So Geraldo was going with, in the midst of a deadly pandemic, the so-called President of the United States thinks it's a good time to deadpan misinformation that might get people killed. Meaning, Geraldo wants us to believe that he's, Twitler's not an ignorant monster, he's just a sociopathic monster. So that's what they're going with. Oh, okay, no harm, no foul. It's not that he, he he's, uh, you know, he's not stupid. He's just immoral. Okay, well, there you go. And the fact is, where is I'm trying to find it. Oh, my God. Can't imagine why, he says. Donald Trump's denies responsibility for disinfectant confusion after some states report increased calls. So Trump says he takes no responsibility for jumping calls to poison control centers concerning the misuse of disinfectants after he wondered aloud last week about possibly injecting them as a treatment for the coronavirus. When asked Monday about reports of increased uh, people misusing disinfectants, Trump answered, I can't imagine why. When pressed about whether he takes responsibility, he said, no, I don't. Of course, we know that. That's the party of personal responsibility. They don't take responsibility. They only stick to that motto when they're trying to deny health care to people or food or living wages or retirement or decency, dignity, democracy. That's when they talk about responsibility. Other than that, you don't, they don't take responsibility. And I saw this article in Politico. It says, study says elderly Trump voters dying of coronavirus could cost him November. Good. That's the one good thing. The one good thing I can thank you, I can think about the coronavirus and say thank you. Out of all of this, out of the hard times that we're experiencing, because it has to, these hard they're not experiencing hard times. Hillary's not experiencing hard times. She doesn't give a shit. She's in her nice, cushy house. Thank you. Oh, public service. She's fine. She's not out there giving a shit. She's not taking people wherever. Like Bernie. Did, you, did she ever meet a bunch of seniors on the weekend and drive them to the to Canada to get medical care? No. She's too busy, whatever. Uh, giving a speech to Goldman Sachs. They all care, but we they care so much. We we um are stupid in this country because we are allowing them to turn, you know, to make it worse. I always say as far as the coronavirus is concerned, this is an opportunity to push for our agenda. And what's the agenda? 
oh, the liberal agenda. The agenda is a working class that is economically vibrant and upwardly mobile, that has a that that has a retirement, that has days off, sick leave, a decent middle class life that we once heard about. There was a rumor. That the American dream was that you, too, can live a decent middle-class life and retire in security after a lifetime of work. But these motherfuckers, they want you working, 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 and then when you're dead, they'll kick you over in your grave. You're lucky. Right? I mean, we're lucky. I guess we're a little higher on the food chain. Some, in, in some nightmare world, they'd, we'd be on the menu then. But we're only metaphorically on the menu. Believe it. So according to Politico, Christopher Catalago, mass casualties from the coronavirus could upend the political landscape in battleground states and shift contests away from Donald Trump, according to a new al- analysis. I guess I'll put this back, even though this is bullshit. It's fucking camera. Oh, I can't move it. Son of a bitch. Why is it so bright? It doesn't matter. Whatever. The pandemic is going to take a greater toll on the conservative electorate leading into this election. And it's simply just a calculation of age. Andrew Johnson, the lead author and a professor of management at Texas A&M said in an interview, the virus is killing more older voters, and in many states, that's a key to a GOP victory. Johnson and his colleagues, Wendy Pollock and Beth Rahaus, projected that even with a shelter-in-place shelter orders remaining in effect, about 11,000 more Republicans than Democrats who are 65 and older could die before the election in both Michigan and North Carolina. In Pennsylvania, should the state return to using only social distancing to fight infections, over 13,000 more Republican than Democratic voters in that age category could be lost. The study is based on early fatality projections from the COVIDActNow.org that are orders of magnitude higher than what's borne out so far in battleground states. A point some outside experts have seized on to inject a dose of skepticism in the study's findings. In an interview, Johnson acknowledged that the high numbers used for the study, but he contended it remains early and that easing of stay-at-home orders could spark more cases and death. William Gadsden, a Brookings Institute scholar on governance, says that the effects are large enough only to affect outcomes in states that are very narrowly divided. But he concluded the study makes sense. Trump supporters, especially in greater Appalachia, tend to be older and heavier. Traits correlated with underlying conditions that make COVID-19 more lethal. Smoking levels, another leading indicator of vulnerability, also tend to be higher in red areas. These people are fucked. The analysis comes as Trump's handling of the coronavirus increasingly is turning away seniors who buoyed him. Uh Uh-oh, here he goes. And he stepped on the keyboard and lost my place. 
Sit down. Junior! Holy moly. All right. You gotta be good. Were you gonna be good? Are you gonna be good? You could stay, but you gotta be good. All right. You made me lose my place. What can I say? All right. I take your apology. It's okay. He's squeezing my hand. <laughs> He's just a good boy. I can't help it. The analysis comes as Trump's handling of the coronavirus is... Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. When the cohort support... All right. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, handling of the coronavirus increasingly turning away seniors who buoyed him in 2016 when the cohort supported him over Hillary Clinton by seven percentage points. Older voters consistently vote at higher rates and have broken the, into GOP's favor for the better part of two decades. Seniors by significant numbers nationally prioritize defeating the virus over reviving the sputtering economy, a spate of, a f of recent polls show. And Trump himself has started to acknowledge the impact of his policies on older cohort. Whatever, whatever. In a, in a tweet on Wednesday, the president cheered on states moving to reopen. Special care is and always will be given to our beloved seniors. Oh, fuck you fucking liar except me trump added in his message fuck you <laughs> their lives will be better than ever we love you all yes let's all eat love and retire on love we love you all but fuck off and die we love you all. Love our great seniors, our great coal miners, our great, great, great frontline workers, our great military. We love everyone except those Democrat Party bastards and the people who tell me the truth. <laughs> Fucking un seniors will be watched over protectively and lovingly. Oh! Don't you want to mock? Protectively. Well, how much longer, people? How much longer? I mean, really. Oh. Are we that stupid? Not us. How stupid is this country? People actually voted for that fucking con man. They voted for him. And they will vote for him again. Can you believe it? They're so easily played. I get it. That's why I hate them. And this is so many, there's so many things to say. And it's already almost 11. Let's see. Yeah. Speaking of, let's walk a couple of more things. Many things. Yeah, the lights are really bright. The, it's the wrong camera. That's the problem. Everybody who's who jumped in late in the game here, 
the camera failed. And this is the Mac camera for some reason. I have no control over it. And it's picking up the light. That is, if I shut this light out, there'll be no light. But it's really bright, and I don't know how to control it. So it's either this way or no way. I don't like it either. But I figured, let's just keep doing a show. At least you can hear it. You know what I mean? And that's why I ask you all to become patrons, or if you're, if you believe, if you believe in the liberal media, and you believe that maybe one day the liberal media will have a good camera that works. <laughs> I don't know why it's so bright. Why it won't fix itself. If you believe in keeping the liberal media on the air and in uh, a, a liberal media that has a decent camera, then maybe you want to become a patron at patreon.com slash Devlin. And even some Patreons, some people who are patrons, put a filter over it. There is no filter. What filter? Oh, let me get my filter. Yeah, okay. How's this? <laughs> How's that? A filter. Whoop, there we go. A filter. Whee! And... If you believe in love after love, then become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. If you believe in love, then become a patron. If you want the, the liberal media to not be an embarrassing spectacle of bright lights, then become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin and join us on the chat. And if you got any super chats, put them up there. Do it. What's stopping you? We're in this together. This camera, this is a reflection of the liberal media. That's what you're seeing. This ain't just my camera. This camera ain't just looking at me. It's This is us. And it needs work. You don't see Breitbart. The fucker's there. They got a nice studio. If a camera drops out, they don't look like this. They don't have this shit going on. I don't know why it's like this. I don't know why. I have no control. I wish I did. It's kind of annoying. It really is, but let's see. What else is here? Do I have any control? No. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, become a patron. Do some super chatting. Tell your friends. Tell them to <laughs> join us on 
or, or week on our, what do you call it, on our Saturday evening shows. I do as many shows as I can. It doesn't matter, I mean, if you can look at me or not. I don't know. As I always say, we do it anyway. You do it anyway. You do a show anyway. Even if the show is bright and you look like a, a jerk, you keep on doing it. You do it anyway. That's how you that's how you get through life. You know? One day at a time, you do it anyway. Sometimes I don't want to get out of bed. I get, I get out of bed anyway. Sometimes I don't feel like doing a show. I do it anyway. Sometimes you don't want to, whatever it may be, all anything, go to the gym, eat right and exercise, whatever. You do it anyway. And it feels overwhelming when sometimes the Democratic Party shows itself for what the fuck it is. But you continue to show up anyway, and you push them anyway, regardless of what they say. Whether they say you're a whiner, a Bernie bro, whether they get whoopee to scream at you, whether whatever. Whether they say I'm a real Democrat, you're not, you, you do it anyway. You keep fighting anyway. So that's how I said, let me do the show anyway. It happened mid-show anyway. Oh, my God. Twitler says, I love Diamond and Silk. Trump backs Fox News personality. Personalities, whatever. That's a personality. You see what I'm saying? Diamond and Silk don't have to fucking put up with this. They got a camera. I got to put up with this. You got to put up with this. (sighs) Diamond and Silk is in the White House. These two fuckers, and they suck. The only reason they have any notoriety is because they are people with darker pigment who fit this Republican game plan that if you're someone, a person who is not white and you're a conservative, they will put you, they'll bring you right into the White House. You will be their human shield for bigotry. And racism, of course. If you're the one black person at a Trump and Z rally, you're going right up on stage. You are, you're going to be pushed to the front. That's who they are. So Diamond and Silk, who the fuck are these two? They suck. And they, this is how the right-wingers do it, though. Immediately. Diamond and Silk were put on Fox News. Hannity. All the shows. Tucker Carlson. Freaking Fox and fuckers. All of them. Do you, do, do you think they do that with me? What the hell is that? Oh, they're, they're blowing up goddamn fireworks outside. Now at 7 o'clock every night, as you know, there's the the... Yay! Going on the applause. Now somebody, I don't know who. It's annoying. He blows off fireworks now, every seven p.m. And then some other douchebag gets out there, me me, with the horn. 
fucking babies. Anyway, I'd just applaud. Applaud. If you gotta applaud, I don't know why. But fireworks, meet me, meet me. What? I, I have no idea. I guess, am I a curmudgeon? Have I officially become a curmudgeon? Because <laughs> I fucking went over to the window tonight. I went, shut up. <laughs> it only went on for 10 minutes. Okay, yes, we. I got a show to do. We. We are, yes, what? We, yeah, we. We're going to, we're doing some real work here. Instead of applauding, we got work to do to actually do something for the people. So anyway, Diamond and Silk, that's what pisses me off about left-wingers compared to right-wingers. And I'm telling you, I'm not just saying it because this is what I do. But it's the truth. We are in this boat because of propaganda. It's part of the whole package. And the fact that the right-wingers, they invest in propaganda. They know that they need it because they, they have nothing in reality. Their entire thing, their entire game is a scam against people, the American people. So they need the avenues of information. They need to own it, and they need to manipulate it to get the dupes to vote for their own demise. They know that. But for some reason, I have no idea. Well, I know why. Here's the thing. It's the same reason why they broke up Zuccotti Park when we had Occupy Wall Street, when that was going on. They broke that up in the dead of night and let the Trump and Z tea party, tea bagger dum-dums parade around with their M16s like a bunch of fucking unhinged toddlers without touching them. That's the reason is we are actually fighting for freedom and democracy. And they, they are on the wrong side of freedom and democracy. They, th 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 this is why they won't put somebody like me on MSNBC, like they do, like Fox News does with Diamond and Silk. They put those fuckers right on Fox News because they're part of the oppression. And so is MSNBC. It may be a little left-leaning. It may have. Why is this doing this every time? Everything is breaking down. Unbelievable. It may have left-leaning um, topics. Of course, it hates Trump. But it is not against... It's not against Wall Street. It's not against oligarchy. Every now and then, you might hear something liberal. Some shows are more liberal than others, clearly. What gets on my nerves... I, Rachel Maddow... She's up my ass. She gets on my nerves. Not that she's up my ass. She just annoys me. And partly is because she fucking is... She's like this warmonger. And in the guise of being a champion for veterans... Anyway. 
It it irritates me. And um, so whatever. That's that's your liberal media though. Did you hear on the liberal media about how Bernie was taken off the ballot in New York? No. I didn't hear. And if they said it, it was an aside. They spent two minutes on it and they moved on. They probably said, oh, the New York Board of Electors decided to take Bernie off the ballot because of the coronavirus. In other news, Tr- Twitler is having a, um, he's having a BM right now. Let's break in with Chuck Todd standing outside the bathroom, listening in. So that's what we're up against. That's why you can't have Zuccotti Park and Occupy Wall Street because it's real. It's actually challenging the power structure that has its greedy, bony fingers around the neck of power, and it's coming from the left and the right. The left, might they might give you a little room to breathe, a little bit, but they're still choking you. We're still... We're still on the downward trajectory. The the middle class still went below 50% under both Democratic and Republican presidents. So, yes, Rachel, get out of my ass. (laughs) Is she up my ass? She's annoying sometimes. And would she ever? I don't know. Maybe she should put me on her show. But she won't. What what do I need? What what do I got to say? You know what I mean? What am I going to say to her? She's, you know, she's living large. She's got her nice fat check coming in. She used to be more of a progressive. It's there is it's the truth. Now, did you hear there are certain things they don't touch on MSNBC. They don't talk about net neutrality. They don't talk about some topics are off limits. They're not talking about the middle class being below 50% of the population. They're not talking about unions, are they? Uh, Maybe I'm missing it. I haven't seen it. All I see is Twitler this, Twitler that. Twitler had a bowel move and Twitler laid a fart. Twitler, Twitler, Twitler. And it was all on the Constitution. So, anyway, uh, Trump on Tuesday voiced his support for conservative video bloggers Diamond and Silk. See what I mean? They are just, they're just started like me. That's what they did. These two morons sitting there spewing the party line. And the party is the oligarchy. Making people... Their followers stupid enough to vote for their own demise. And let me tell you, they are human shields for Republican and conservative fascist racism. That's who they are. Absolutely. And if you did a survey, I would be very surprised. And I know, I would bet my life on the fact that the demographic that's listening to Diamond and Silk it's not black people by any means. No, it's not them. White, I mean, uh, black women like them of their age and or younger or any or or the primary 
listener, their demographic is the white man. You know that. And the only reason they listen to Diamond and Silk is because it gives them permission to be racist pieces of wasted human DNA. That's the role that Diamond and Silk plays. We have always had, throughout history, it does not matter, through the worst aspects of our human history, we have always had traitors that sidle up to their to the oppressor for whatever, perceived power, a little bit of uh, security, a pat on the head, while turning on their own kind and their own people. And I'm not just saying that black people are their kind. It is all human people, humans in general. But ultimately, that's what it is. Diamond and Silk is, is, is promoted by Fox News and by Twitler because it gives them permission to be racist, to advance their racist ideology. And the only reason they advance a racist ideology, because they really don't, many of them don't care. They are, Their only ideology is greed. But, of course, there are a lot, they, they're pandering. They're pandering to racism. They need the American people dumb and divided and fighting amongst each other. And Diamond and Silk helps them advance that agenda. They get people to to vote for their own demise. And it's not, they're not doing, it's not black people. Black people are not listening to Diamond and Silk. They're not that stupid. They know who Diamond and Silk are. They know them. Throughout history, I'm telling you, all human history, from whether it be, it doesn't matter, from slave days, from civil rights era, we know through Freedom of Information Act there were black Americans working with the um, against the civil rights movement, working with the FBI against the uh, you know MLK and the civil rights movement, getting paid. We have these letters. I can't remember the guy's name. I remember reading an article about him. His letter to one of his handlers in the FBI asking, where's my money? When's my check coming or whatever? I really need money for this and that. He was there working alongside. He was in the uh, in um, MLK's movement or whatever, trying to get close to the civil rights leaders so he could spy on them and report back. Work and he was working with the KKK. Actually, let me say this. Hold on. Freedom of information. I can't remember the guy's name. Hmm. Act reveals. I remember reading this article, but it didn't surprise me. I'll have to do some more some more research. Hmm. FBI 
Where is it? Well, police spy on civil rights activists. Of course. Hmm. Let me see. Let me... Somebody do that research for me and send me the article. It was a... I remember this article about this guy who was... It was revealed. He was working... Was he working with the KKK? Hmm. Against, you know, against all, all of uh, his people. Trying to win freedom. Trying to fight for their lives. But that's always been the way. What about the Sonder commandos in the concentration camps? Right? You know them. They were... They were Jews that the Nazis used to uh, usher their fellow Jews into the ovens. Oh, it's only a shower. Don't worry about it. And they did it. They they did it for a little bit, a little bit of comfort. They got some. They were given some alcohol. They they had separate quarters. They probably even had a mattress. But after ninety days, they went into the ovens too. This is what happens. But yeah, it doesn't. throughout history you will always find traitors working against their own people so well I don't know how I brought that up oh yeah diamond and silk what am I talking about so the pro-Trump duo who have promoted coronavirus conspiracy theories oh god please let them get it please let them get it from their usual Fox News appearances. Haters keep saying they hate Diamond and Silk, but you can't hate what you ain't never loved. The sisters, whose real names are Lynette Hardaway and Rochelle Richardson, wrote on their Twitter account Monday evening. Ew. Could you imagine being their relatives? I'd like to interview Diamond and Silk's mother, or, I mean, or anybody who knows these idiots. Haters keep saying they hate diamond and silk. How do these people, they think, this is the other thing that that Republicans are so tedious. Every day, of course, when you see Twitter, it never stops. The whining, the uh, unfairness, everything's so unfair for all of the, the rich and powerful. It's so unfair. Haters keep saying they're gonna hate. What, yeah, we hate. We hate, like, we hate a parasite destroying and weakening our body. Haters are going to hate. You can't hate what you ever know. What is this? Is this supposed to be some kind of wisdom passed down throughout the ages? Haters keep saying they they hate diamond and silk, but you can't hate what you ain't never loved. That fucking makes no sense. You can't hate what you ain't never loved? Yes, you can. Oh, wow. Diamond and Silk. Pow, girls. You drop that mic. No, really, drop it. 
drop it. Get it away from their mic. You suck. Oh, my God. And then let's see what people say. Huh? Yes. So, yeah, it does. Somebody writes back, this makes zero sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Of course. I'm glad I'm not the only one who noticed. <laughs> it makes zero sense, like everything else that conservatives are for. And I'm sure all the right-wingers are like, yeah, damn, girl. Pow. You made it. You said it, girl. Oh, you own them. Snap, snap. Ew. It's like, I don't know if you saw, you want to see something disgusting? Talk about gross. Okay. Oh, talk about gross now. Let me see. Um... I was just looking at another article, but I don't want to get into it. <laughs> Something about Biden. Um, it annoyed me. These, I don't know if you saw this. I'm going to show you my screen. Okay, there's my computer screen. Oh, wrong, wrong article. I'm trying to get the right one on there. Is this it? Oh, yeah. Did you see this shit? American crowd, patriotic and proud, shout it, shout it, shout it. Yeah, nothing like a being owned, owning the libs by having a, a, a an operation gridlock, by putting yourself in danger of the coronavirus while celebrating Twitler by mangling a gay anthem. Look at them. Just when I thought, as I tweeted, that they couldn't embarrass themselves anymore, the Trump cult goes and do and does this. M A G A. Are you kidding me? And like I always say, guys, it's the truth. Look at all those flags. Look at the idiot with the flag shirt, which or the flag jacket, which is a violation of the code, right? They're all, they love the flag so much, but we know that, let me see. Let's see. Violation of flag wearing. Let's see. The flag should never be used as wearing apparel. Wearing apparel. Bedding or drapery, it should never be festooned, drawn back in folds, but always allowed to be, to fall free. 
Yeah. Respect for the flag code, U.S. code. The flag should never be displayed with the union down except for a signal of distress. The flag should never touch anything beneath it. Let's see. Should never be used for advertising. It should never be embroidered on such articles as cushions or handkerchiefs and the like or printed otherwise impressed on paper napkins or boxes or anything that is designed for temporary use and discarded. Advertising signs should not be festooned to staff or halyard, whatever that means. What does halyard mean? That's what's good about the internet. A rope used for raising and lowering a sail. Okay. From which the flag is flown, I mean. No part of the flag should ever be used as a costume or an athletic uniform. However, a flag patch may be affixed to the uniform of military personnel, firemen, policemen, and members of patriotic organizations. The flag represents a living country and is itself considered a living thing. Therefore, the lapel flag pin, being a replica, should be worn on the left lapel near the heart. Yeah, it's we know this. This is from... This is a flag code. It's the way it should be honored. As they, they're they're such patriots. Or so they say. And we know. Like I talk about Republicans, the closet cases. The telltale sign of a closet case, a gay closet case, is that they are homophobic. It's the same thing here, but in a different sense. The telltale sign of someone who is not a patriot is what you're seeing right here. All these morons and their flags, wearing the flag, humping a flag, waving the flag everywhere like a bunch of morons. Everything is flag. How many fucking flags do you need on one truck? That shows you they hate America. It is opposite day. They're overcompensating for the, the, the fact that they know not only do they hate America, they are confused by America. That's why they hate it. And that's why they are such infants. They don't understand that being a patriot means that when we have a, 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 a pandemic, when the community is in danger, when one person's life is in danger, and by following the sheltering in place orders, we, we ensure the safety of our community. We do our part to fight the, the enemy. We're in it together. Because we're patriots, and we don't want to see somebody needlessly die of the coronavirus, so we're doing our part. And not only that, because we're patriots, we don't we stay home. We follow social distancing guidelines, and we don't want to overwhelm our fellow Americans who are on the front lines fighting the coronavirus in the hospitals. We want to make sure that we're not one of the casualties 
that we don't have to overwhelm the system. So these people can have a day off and that they don't have to get sick. So we're patriots. That's what a patriot is. This, what we're looking at, this fucking maggot parade, thats they're not patriots. I don't care how many flags. That's why they need so many flags. They are full of shit. They are not patriots. They're confused by what it means to be a patriot. So they overcompensate. It's like, I know this guy personally who is, I know him, I mean, I know him for many years. He's a, he's a closet case. He does, he's not listening to the show. I know this for a fact. He is in the closet. And he also suffers from addiction. And because of his, he's constantly relapsing. My psych 101 analysis, I understand. He hates himself. He got married to a woman. All of the things that he does. He is a big, muscular man. He was in the military. He, if you saw him, you would think he's the, uh, the epitome of a traditional masculine man. Somebody uh, who's really, you would never think this guy is, in, is gay. Or that's the projection that he's giving off. Super hyper-masculine, quote-unquote, you know, traditionally masculine, uh, stereotypically masculine, doing all masculine things, be, or thinking you that he is. But it is because he cannot fucking stand himself. He thinks that, you know, for some reason it's, it's tragic. There is nothing wrong with being gay. Some people have a very long process if they ever overcome it. That's why even today you can throw a rock at a Republican National Convention and hit somebody in the closet, some gay, a homophobe who hates himself. But anyway, that's besides the point. And this guy, you know, it's, uh, hasn't, um, I've heard homophobic epithets, uh, I can't say that word, epithets, well, it's one of the hard ones, escape his mouth. Even though, you know, I'm gay. I'm openly gay. He knows it. He doesn't, you know, he's, it's, he can't help it. It's like, it's tragic. And of course, he's never, uh, he never stays clean. It's constant struggle, constant. And my belief is that he'll always struggle until he can finally accept himself, whatever. But it's exactly what I'm seeing right here. This guy, all of them are, America haters. That's why they're dancing in the streets like morons. That's why they're not wearing any protective masks. They're not practicing social distancing. They're out having an operation fucking diaper melt and doing nothing but endangering themselves and the community while waving 10,000 flags to show us your patriots? You're not. No, honey. You don't have to show us that. Show us in your actions. Know them by their fruits. This is not the action of a patriot. The patriots are the ones staying home. Abiding by social distancing. Not having a tantrum in the streets. 
like fucking idiots with 50 flags flying everywhere because they want us to be confused. They want people to say, oh, wow, those must be real patriots over there. No, honey, when I see that, I see a bunch of America haters who can't handle it. They can't handle the responsibilities, just like the party of personal responsibility. That's who they are. They don't have any responsibility. They don't they only talk about responsibility when they're trying to deny you the benefits of civilization. They not they want all the benefits of civilization, but they want none of the responsibilities. They hate this country. They hate everything about it. They hate liberal democracy. They hate the press because they hate the truth. They hate education. They hate uh, they, they hate the, the society. They hate their fellows because we're a diverse nation of 320 million different people. Not all white people. But look at all these white fucking assholes. It is embarrassing to be white. It's always white morons, too. That's the other thing. Always so put upon. Who are these idiots? Look at them. M-A-G-A. Are you kidding me? But anyway, there you go. That's how you know. You want to see anti-patriotic displays of hating America? No, honey. It's that. These are the same people that would be, oh, burning a flag. They would get so offended, but they don't understand that somebody burning a flag, that's actually more of a, an expression of freedom of speech than this fucking thing. This is just a tantrum. These are enemies of the people. It's like if we were preparing to invade Normandy on D-Day and all of these idiots got, got out there first and said, ah, I'm uh, uh, Operation, uh, I'm tired of this war. Shut it down. Wah. It's not over yet. I know, they're idiots, Tara Jr., Jr., you're lucky you're a cat. You got to look at this. I, I, and I got to live with these fuckers. M-A-G-A. M-A-G-A. I mean, they're such jerk-offs. Idiots. Imbeciles. I, 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 I'm at a loss. It's unreal. So anyway, I want to explain that to you all so you could tell your friends. When they say, I'm a patriot, that's how you know. When you you say, no, honey, you're not a patriot. You, you participated with Operation Gridlock? No, baby. You're not a patriot. You're a boo-boo. You're a baby. You don't know what it means to be a patriot. America is confusing to you. You don't just hate America. You're confused by America. That's why you need all the fucking flags. Because you're going to be like, oh, look, look, look. Look over here. Look at my flags. You're an enemy of America. You, you hate the nation of immigrants. You hate the nation of laws. You hate democracy. You think that 
sending people to die for lies. You're you're that's fine. You think that the police should get in and and start cracking skulls on the right people. You, that's a that's not a patriot. You also think that Trump. Oh, he's not hurting the right people. He's not hurting who he needs to be hurting. You think that hurting people is patriotic? Hurting your fellow Americans. That's patriotic. You're you don't you lack what it, the ability to function in a free democratic society because in a free democratic society you don't Go out there with your Second Amendment peanut, penis, 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 penis extenders to say, oh, I'm f- expressing my freedom. I'll use some Second Amendment remedies. No, honey, you build a coalition. You get support for your ideas. You run for office. You write bills, things like that. The legally, democratically. That's how it's supposed to be. Not out there, oh, I'm out here to show tyranny in the government. No, fucker. That's not what the Second Amendment's about. In fact, the Second Amendment is all about keeping people in their place, keeping black people in their place. That's what it was about. For a free state, the right of uh, to bear arms, keeping bearing arms or not be infringed. It's not the, a free country, the free state. They were afraid. That's what it was. It's all these compromises to the racists. That's why this country is suffering still. But you can't handle it. Conservatives can't handle functioning in a free democratic society. They hate it. They hate having to share. As long as, you know, Goldilocks, like I said, it's just right in ways that they benefit. Anybody else benefits? Oh, no, no. That's too big. So, oh, God, what a world we live in. Like, for instance, I'm going to get off the air soon. One day. <laughs> I'll get off the air one day. I don't know. This has certainly been an interesting show. It's went all over the place. The camera sucks. But we keep going anyway. Alright, uh, yeah. Hold on. One of the things... I'm sure you saw Rick Scott... And, oh, well, there's this thing going on. Well, we, we were talking about this the other day at the, the last show. How um, if there were a Democratic president in the White House, make no mistake that the Republicans would be blocking any, any help at all for people. Like every other country on earth, the, the, the stupid, dumb Americans... We get the scraps because we, you know, we're we're, uh, we're learned helpless, and we are good little serfs, good little plebeians. We do not pester our betters because they have us nice and trained to think that oh maybe you, me too will be a billionaire one day, maybe me too, just. Bill, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and marry a con man 
or marry a corporate lobbyist. You know, me too. Or I'll run for federal office or, you know, find a sellout somehow. Um, yeah, so anyway, these filthy, disgusting Republicans, they're now complaining. Like uh, Mitch McConnell is saying he doesn't want to bail out blue states. Are you kidding me? It's not bailing out, honey. That's what it means to be the United States. So Rick Scott. Okay, hold on. This fucking criminal, this crook. How anybody votes for a Rick Scott who committed Medicare fraud? Okay? The biggest... The, the, where was it? Was it the biggest? What did I say? Rick Scott. Tara Jr. sitting on the keyboard. That's why I have to go like this. Rick. Why can't I type? Yeah. He oversaw the largest Medicare fraud in American history. This piece of fucking ghoulish waste of human DNA. Medicare, I mean, uh, he, ran, he, he, he was working for some health, you know, some racket, some health racket. Now, who is, this is how disgusting he is. And anybody who works for the health racket, you're talking about, you talk about a real parasite. There's nothing worse than the health insurance racket. Standing in your doctor's office denying you care. Fucking... Rick Scott and the dumb people of Florida voted for him? Rick Scott, let's remember. Okay, this is from PolitiFact. Rick Scott oversaw the largest Medicare fraud in the nation's history, and PolitiFact rated it mostly true. There was probably some caveat in there. Maybe it wasn't the largest in history. I don't know. Mostly true? I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Uh, Rick Scott oversaw the largest Medicare fraud in U.S. history, the Florida Democratic Party says. Governor Rick Scott scared the bejesus out of seniors with an online ad saying that Medicare rate cuts would lead them to lose access to their doctors, hospitals, and preventative care. Fear, fear, be afraid. If we cover everybody, that means you're going to lose. You won't have anything pit people against each other. That's the conservative, greed-centered, kiss-up-kick-down way, whether it's coming from the left or the right. That's the Democrats play this game, too. Then the, the Florida Democratic Party fired back at Scott, issuing a press release that called Scott the ultimate Medicare thief. So Democrats were referring to Scott's prior tenure as the CEO of Columbia HCA about a decade ago when the hospital company was fined $1.7 billion for Medicaid fraud. Oh, well, well, $1.6 billion was Bill McGuire's golden parachute when he left United Healthcare. You know, they get, that was a, what you get for spending a lifetime denying your fellow Americans the right to fight for their lives. God, if we lived in a just country, just for a day. Oh, my God. I will, what ever happened to Bill McGuire? 
Did he die? Oh no, he's still alive. Bill McGuire, born 1948, is an American healthcare executive best known for his chairman of CEO of United Health Group. Until his resignation in 2006 under invest while under investigation for securities fraud because it's never enough for the fucking ghouls, you see? We're just trying to live. We're just trying to get from week to week to check to check. So we can hope to retire maybe one day. He'll probably not. And this motherfucker, this $1.6 billion Medicare, not a fraud, this fucking golden parachute prick. Oh, he was uh, resigned for securities fraud. He didn't have enough, you see. The $1.6 billion was not enough for the little fucker. And why do we let it go on? That's why I always ask, how much longer? How much longer are we going to take it? I have to ask. Bill McGuire? He's allowed to walk around free? And he goes into a store and he, they say, Oh, good morning, Mr. McGuire. He's allowed to associate in decent society after he spent a life denying Americans health care. And then he tried to rob us on top of it. He robbed many lives. How many people are dead because of Bill McGuire? Disgusting. Oh, he, he, he bought the Minnesota Stars, a league-owned professional soccer team. Well, that's fun. That's great. Unbelievable. When McGuire joined United, it was unprofitable. Too many people were living and they were paying too many claims. With an annual revenue around $400 million, when he left, United was one of the largest, most profitable, and most diversified health companies in the world. Well, there ain't many of them because most, most civilizations understand that health care is a right, not a privilege. That the worst, most disgusting racket on earth, next to probably the drug trade and human trafficking, is the health insurance racket that stands there with a gun saying your money or your life. And maybe you will you won't get either. That's the thing. You might be giving them many, many monies. Many monies over many, many years. And then when it comes down to needing it, they say, Oh well. It's out of network. You son of a bitch. Oh, he's a philanthropist, though. Dr. McGuire, I'm losing my voice, and his wife, Nadine, the dumb bitch, donated a rare butterfly collection valued at $41 million. Wow. 
the banality of evil. How many, how many uh, people died? They would have liked to have seen some butterflies a couple more years longer. Dr. and Mrs. McGuire established the McGuire Scholarship Program, which provides scholarships to talented students from economically disadvantaged backgrounds. Aren't they fucking saints? Well, honey, it ain't enough to get you into heaven. Dr. and Mrs. McGuire made a $10 million gift to the Walker Art Center in Minneapolis. Aren't they benevolent sovereign lords? Thank you, Mr. McGuire. How many have you killed? How much blood is on your hands? All of these people. This is the banality of evil right here. It really is. Anyway, that was an aside. But <clears throat> as far as Rick Scott is concerned, he says this is how disgusting they are. So Trump is expressing skepticism of federal relief for, quote, Democrat-run States, you know, because we're still there, not able to say the name, but it's so unfair. Everyone's picking on me when I say that we have to have little tiny people go into your lungs and sweep, sweep, sweep out the coronavirus. Why don't you send Hazel in there? Little Hazel, the maid, or uh, Wheezy Jefferson, she can get in there, or who else? Uh... I'm just thinking of old sitcoms, all in the family. They can all get in there, squeeze them down, little small, small, small. Just, you're going to need a medical doctor to inject them in, but can let them get to work. How about, like, those scrubbing bubbles? I saw that commercial. They were a whole bunch of little bubbles. They were highly motivated, very respected bubbles. R everyone respects these bubbles. They got in and they said scrub 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 I'm scrubbing bubbles what are you doing junior well respected bubbles I saw that commercial and they went all over the bathroom and they were like scrub scrub scrubs and they had some one of them was in the lead and he was like let's go this way scrub 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 scrubbing bubbles why don't you just do that on the lungs Scrub, scrub, scrub. Scrub away the coronavirus. They could do it on a bathtub. Why can't they do it on the lungs? I just send on those bubbles in there. The bubbles have eyes. They know where they're going. They're not stupid. I mean, they may be bubbles, but don't be prejudiced. Give them a break. Three of the four. Here we go. Where is this? Fucking Democrat state-run states battling the coronavirus. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell's office ba ba bashes the idea as blue state bailouts. Fuck you. I like to give you a blue state street justice. You ever hear of street justice, Mr. McConnell? I like to give some blue state... 
I'd like to get some some blue state uh, blue state stomping going on, and has proposed to let cash-strapped states declare bankruptcy. The remarks have returned attention to a larger debate about which states are the most dependent on the federal government, and we know who that is. With some blue state voices pointing out that they perennially, perennially do more to subsidize red states than vice versa. Of course! This has been going on for fucking ever. Tennessee, honey, you suck. You're a taker. Kentucky, you're a bunch of takers. You're too stupid to get out there. You can't even sing MAGA. You can't even sing uh, the fucking YMCA song without looking like a bunch of turds. You suck, Tennessee. Nobody's going to, they don't, there's no people anywhere on earth right now saying, I got to get to, before I die, I got to go and see the moon over the meth lab in Tennessee. No one wants you. I got to go see the moon over the methadone clinic in Kentucky. No. They say that about New York. I have to go to the Big Apple. I want to see the Great White Way. I want to see the historical, the greatest city on earth. Nobody cares about Kentucky. That's why you cowards, you freaks, you're all so concerned and worried. Got to shut down the border. Got to shut down the border. Nobody's fucking coming to your state. What are you talking about? They make me sick. It's they it, we get attacked here on 7 on 7/11, on 9/11, and then all these red states go they poop their diapers, but here in New York, we're we're not prejudiced like you. We don't want to buy that shit. We know even though we 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 feel the consequences of your actions. They're not going to Kentucky to blow anything up because nobody would know the fucking difference if they did. It all looks like shit in Kentucky. Except for Mitch McConnell's house, of course. Him and his Chinese spy wife. They got they got buku bucks. There's a lot of money being a the grave digger of American democracy. Ugh. But at least we get a little solace knowing that every morning or every day, whatever, he has to look in the mirror and see Mitch McConnell staring back at himself. Talk about an ex- existential crisis. Imagine, well... Imagine that. Three of the four biggest taker states lean Republican, Kentucky, Mississippi, and West Virginia, according to a 2019 study. Of course. New Mexico was the exception. All four received twice as much money as they give. The four biggest giver states are Connecticut, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and New York. Illinois, which the president mentioned, is 
one of the ten that gives more money to the federal government than they receive. The findings complicate the narrative from Trump and McConnell, who is from Kentucky, about Americans in Republican-leaning states being forced to rescue their more liberal counterparts. Well, fuck you then. Secede. Do us a favor, please. I want them to secede. You know, it's like a kid saying, I don't need you. I want to be on my own. I want to see you get your wish. Get out. Time for you to leave the nest. Get out. Go. Fly. Be free. I don't like you. We don't want you. We want you gone. You're the grave digger of American democracy. You're a bunch of idiots. You don't have anything to offer. You don't offer anything. No, you don't have anything to say that's interesting. You don't enjoy anything interesting. You don't bring anything to the table. And any of you that do, get out of there. That's what they do. That's why you have concentration in the cities. Because people are like, if, they're, if they are creative, if they're different, if they have a brain in their heads, not all. I hate to say it, but that's the truth, though. That many get up and they say, I gotta get the fuck out of this town. And I want to go to New York. I want to go to California. Or where I gotta get out of here. This, this, uh, this lion. What is that, uh, <laughs> lion? <laughs> Something, pony soldier? Anyway. Lion. You lying? What's that Joe Biden said? Lion dog face pony soldier, yeah. <laughs> I gotta get out of this lion dog face pony soldier town. But I want I I mean I know, I know. Nice people live there too. Normal people, decent people. Bob Kincaid lives in West Virginia. I know. There are good people there too. Unfortunately they're not they're the minority. It's really disgusting. I know here in New York, we do have an outlier, too. We have Staten Island. That's I, I grew up on Staten Island. It's a shit show. They're Trump and Z's out there. They are. I know people who live there, and the my friends who I grew up next door, the, this family is like my second family. I still speak to them. Thankfully, they're still alive. They're it, he's in his eighties now, and they're in very good shape and health, gratefully. But they're not Trumpanzies at all, and they hate they hate Republicans and they hate Twitter. But they say that they're surrounded by Trumpanzies out there, and I feel their pain. I appreciate. Phil, who uh, is the male counterpart of this couple, a male and female couple, but they, you know, Phil is kind of like me. He can't hold his tongue, and I'm glad for it because they need to hear it. He won't. He won't even talk to one of Joanne's friends, who is his wife, because uh, she's a fucking Trumpanzee. And, of course, the other thing is, what I am told, you know, like, for instance, 
they all hate Obama, whereas the Trump NZ, who is the friend of my friend, she's her daughter's on disability. You know, thank you, liberals, and gets health care because of Obamacare. Oh, thank you, liberals. That's why these people are pathological. There's no reaching them. They don't have the manners, the maturity to say thank you. They're just, they're ridiculous. They, they just are uh, incapable. They're incapable of functioning in the type of free democratic society that they can only pretend to love. Because it, it's, pre- it's a pretense. They don't love America. That's why they need all those flags. They're trying to confuse us. But I'm trying to tell you. I'm cutting through the bullshit. They really don't love America. And please don't be afraid to say it. Not only do they hate America, they're confused by America. And that's why they hate America. It's around and round. You know what I mean? They're confused. They're like, like when back in the day or whatever, you know, throughout history, if women, that's confused. Women have too much power. Oh, okay. Witches, witches, burn the witch. They're confused. That's who Trump and Z's are. They are every bad period in American history. They're the Sonder Commandos. They are the, the Inquisition. These are the Cotton Mathers in the witch trials. You know what I mean? They are the all of throughout history. They're the worst. They're all the senators that sat on their hands while their fellow senators' lives were being struck out, snuffed out by in a coup in ancient Rome. They're the ones who, sh- who didn't say shit, who let it happen. These are the good Germans who cheered the Autobahn. That's them. The- they are ev- all of those people on the wrong side of history, the wrong side of humanity, fear-based, cowards. That's who they are, inherently. (sighs) All right. There's so much more to say. But I'll have to say it another day. Thank you for putting up with the camera. Now it seems to be a little less bright in here. I don't know why. Oh, is that it? You know what it is? It's the... Look at that. This, uh, the website. So this is a white page, and this is a darker page. It depends on what I was looking at. White page? Where's the dark page? Hmm. Can't find it. I gotta find you. Where are you? Where are you? All right, I don't know when we're gonna be back. Yeah, this is a darker page. This is a light page. That's how it is, but I can't help it. So hopefully when the, hopefully the camera's not broken. It just needs to be restarted. 
this can this this computer has been giving me problems. It sucks because it's a new computer. Relatively new. Anyway, I gotta call Apple, see what they can do. Maybe they can do something remote. Check it out. All right, guys. Um, let's see. If you're not a patron, you need to become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And tell your friends and join us on the show every week. And please, um, you know, super chats. They help. I like getting super chats. It makes me happy because it makes me think maybe I'm on the right track. I don't know. When I don't get any Super Chats or I get no new patrons during the week or nothing. I get nothing. You know what I say? I'm like anybody. I say, is it worth it? Am I doing the right thing? You know what I mean? Should I continue? I really, it's. I'm not just saying that. Am I wasting my time? Should I pull the plug and just go to Ireland and not think about it? Is life too short? What am I doing? I want to thank Gus for your super chat. <clears throat> How come I don't get all... Where the heck? I went on Twitter because every super chat should generate a tweet. But I only see one tweet. And I know we got more super chats. I don't know why it's not showing up. Patricia and Mark and who else gave a super chat? All right. I get the hint. <laughs> you see what he did? He just pushed the microphone out of my face. All right. Listen. Listen up. Listen up, everyone. Yes. You are coming to Ireland with me. It wouldn't be the same. Yeah, I know. I don't want to quit, but it has to. There has to be. Uh, you know what it is. It's it's tough. It is not easy. And if I, I don't know. I see other shows. Come, Junior, please. And I'm like, they're doing so well. And I think we got a long way to go. And I wonder. It just, it crosses my mind. So, hey, come here. I think, what should I do with my life? Should, is this, I like doing the show. I do. And I like hanging out with you and talking with you and getting to know everyone. It's really great. But then I th wonder. I see like Tom Hartman and Randy Rhodes and I'm like, hmm, what the fuck, man? How come I, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not in there. They're seeming to be able to do it, to make it. And what the hell? What's wrong with me? That's what I say. How come I don't have... You know, like uh, the Humanist Report. He's got like 5,000 fucking patrons. I'm like, how the hell did that happen? So, I don't know. <sighs> it's annoying. And then I feel like a loser. 
<laughs> now we're going to therapy. <laughs> and then that's how it goes. All right. Listen up, men and women and everyone in between. Keep coming back. It works if you work it. And I'm hoping, I hope to do a show perhaps on Thursday. Let's not get too used to the Tuesday-Thursday thing. I'm not sure if that's always going to be the case. I will try when I can, but especially um, when we go back to normal life, it's going to be a little difficult. So uh, it's helpful that I'm in lockdown, that I've been able to do these shows a little bit more frequently. That's why I ask you to become a patron. If you are listening to the show and you like the show, you want it to continue, I know times are tough, but uh, if you can become a patron and tell your friends, that will help us. It doesn't, you know, you could do a $5, a $2 a month. We have to start uh, building, building more listeners and followers. It, it helps. And... It is really ultimately for uh, making the world a better place. That's what we're doing. We are getting the word out about the New Deal, the progressive New Deal policies that built the working class. They have the platform. They have the power. They have the big microphones. We got each other. This is it. And it's an uphill battle. So we have to do it together. We only have each other. We don't have corporate sponsors. We don't have billionaire benefactors like Breitbart. We only have each other. And, yeah, but, you know, stranger things have happened. We built a whole presidential campaign on each other. People. People power. But and I'm sorry I have to keep reminding everyone. And it's hoping that um, a new listener comes along. You know what I mean? That's what it's for. I know that, that we have a lot of people chatting on the chat. And they're the same people that we have. And some new people coming in, which is good. And I, I know there are other people that are watching and they're not chatting. Because I could see you, but I don't see I don't see what your name is. I just see your numbers. So... Just come on in. Come and join us and chat. <laughs> That's a good lipstick color for you. It's, I don't know what color it is. It's one of those lips things that um, it just makes your, whatever your lip it color is, it makes it enhanced. So it's a natural, you know what I mean? But it actually looks more a little brighter because of the way that the light is hitting because it's so bright. <laughs> so, but thank you for the nice compliment. I appreciate it. After all, I'm only human, unfortunately. And I wish the aliens would come and blow us all to smithereens. No, I'm just kidding. All right, listen. Listen up, guys. Guys, guys, listen. We will get together soon. I can't believe it's all... Oh, my God, it's midnight. You're talking about a fucking marathon. This is a tarathon. Who else does tarathons like this? 
Jesus Christ, that's a long-ass show. And we'll get together again, probably Thursday. I hope to do Thursday. Other than that, I want you all to obey the social distancing rules. I want everybody to stay healthy. Please wash your hands a lot. And, you know, uh, don't touch your face when you go out. Make sure you're wearing a mask and wash your hands and don't touch your face. And when you get back home and if you get a package, make sure you open it and don't touch your face, wash your hands. You know what I mean? Be very careful. This is for real. They said that five, what is it? One in 500 New Yorkers have been infected with this so it's it's pretty uh it's pretty extensive over here in new york but it's going to come to wherever you are it's there already so you have to really you know keep that in mind and don't just let the trump get it don't you get it we need all normal people healthy and engaged and fighting Because we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of humanity. We will win. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you in a couple of days.